Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, Broderick here with a quick little message before we start the episode proper. If you like what we do here at Hunting Seasons and you're interested in maybe checking out some of our other works, might I suggest checking out a little web series that's just gone online called Trying My Best. This is uh, the brainchild of some wonderful friends of mine at Birthday Loyalty Club. For the last three years, they've been working on writing this show and then finally getting in production in the last 12 months and now onto the internet for you guys to enjoy. I was very lucky to be asked to assistant direct this show and Liam, my little brother, who you're about to hear in this episode of Hunting Seasons as well, is the cinematographer of this show too. And it is a really wonderful, weird, warped, not safe for work web series that I think people who like listening to Hunting Seasons will enjoy as well. So I implore you to please check this out if you're into sort of strange, weird comedy. Um, It is really fun. All the episodes are available on YouTube now. The show is called Trying My Best, um, and you can find it by searching for Trying My Best or Birthday Loyalty Club on YouTube. You can find it also, links to it from the Birthday Loyalty Club website at birthdayloyaltyclub.com or from facebook.com slash birthdayloyaltyclub, um, but it's called Trying My Best, and I really, really implore you to look check it out, and if you like it, much like... I hope you do with Hunting Seasons. Share it around. Share it with friends and family on social media and on Facebook. And make sure you get the word out because that's the way these things sort of um, catch fire is when you share them around and, and people are able to see it. Word of mouth is the most powerful tool we have with these things. So please check it out. I hope you enjoy it. Now on to this episode of Hunting Seasons. Welcome to Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damas Cleary. And today we'll be discussing Season 5, Part 2 of the first show in our must-watch category, Breaking Bad. But before we get along with that, I want to introduce a very special guest. Today we are joined by a third party to Hunting Seasons, the first time ever. Everybody say hello to my little brother, Liam. Hey, Liam. Hello, everyone say hello. I was waiting for everybody in the listeners' podcast to say hello. Just uh, hello let that silence so they could all go, hi, Liam. Hey, hi, guys. Uh, so Liam, the important reason he's on this podcast, I have mentioned in previous episodes, he is the one. He is the one that has been hounding me for years now to finally get around to watching Breaking Bad. Um, and he, he can say mission accomplished because I can now safely say I've seen the entire the entirety of Breaking Bad. Well done. Ah, amazing. <laughs> that time you listened to me. Yeah, I want to apologize in advance to any listeners this week as well. We sound ridiculously similar. 
So hopefully you can tell the difference as the podcast goes on. Sorry, mum's the only one that listens, right? So <laughs> she'll be fine. She can tell us apart. At this stage, that might be true. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Damask? I am fantastic. That's good. You keen to talk about Breaking Bad today? I am. I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Particularly very... since I've got someone else to talk to <laughs> about it. Ouch. That yep. hurt me right. Welcome to my childhood. <laughs> Well, this has been <laughs> this has been hunting season <laughs> and forever. Anyway, how are you, Brad? I'm I'm good, thank you. I'm re- I'm keen to get into it. So let's get moving. Uh, obligatory spoiler warning: on this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in the complete series of Breaking Bad. If you have not yet watched Breaking Bad, pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back and join us. Otherwise, keep listening if you like to. Just be aware that you have been warned. Quick breakdown of this half season. Season 5, part 2 is 8 episodes long, same as part 1. Each coming in at around 50 minutes, so they were about 3 minutes longer on average. They've had a lot to get through, I guess. This half season took us approximately 6 hours and 40 minutes to watch. That went by pretty quick for me, to be honest. It'll I smashed through this yeah, season like no other season we've done. Evaporated before my eyes. Alright, Damask, do you want to yes. give us an overview, a summary of the story this season, please? It would be my pleasure. Okay, in season 5.2, we start in a flash forward where we see Walt making his way through his decaying past, the White family home. Across the wall in big letters, the word Heisenberg is written, like a flag planted above his former territory. He collects the rice and still hidden behind a power outlet and leaves. And back to the present, the happy family barbecue is interrupted when Hank abruptly needs to leave. As the weight of his new realisation starts to hit, Hank must distance himself from the master manipulator Heisenberg in order to observe reality. The man he once trusted, loved and supported is in fact the devil he has been chasing. The confrontation we have all wanted is here. Walt approaches Hank carefully and cautiously, not wanting to spook his prey. But as the two men skirt the issue, we see that Walt is never one to silently retreat, but instead asserts his dominance in order to maintain his empire. This is not the man Hank knows, and Walt replies, If you don't know who I am then perhaps your best course is to tread lightly. The true nature is not only revealed to Hank, but also to Jesse. With the mass murder of inmates and possible informants, it becomes apparent to our meth apprentice that his master could only have mustered the gall to attempt such a thing if his dear friend Mike was no longer a threat. Walt, seeing Jesse doubt his virtues, implores Jesse to believe that he would never have killed Mike. But the mask has fallen away, and where he once saw his mentor and companion, Jesse now sees the barrel of a gun directly pointed at him. The lines for the rest of the season are clearly drawn, and those who oppose the great Heisenberg unite in order to destroy a common foe. Hank and Jesse, with the help of Gomi, concoct a plan to hit Walt where it hurts him the most in order to lure him out. It works. Finally, Walt is captured and cuffed. Sadly, though, that's not where our story ends. Walt has enlisted the help of a gang of neo-Nazis, more commonly known as alt-right voters, to both hunt down Jesse and protect Walt. They arrive and a shootout ensues. Gomi is killed and seemingly Jesse flees. Walt pleads with his new colleagues to spare Hank since he's family, but these men do not compromise and the Honourable Hank Schrader is gunned down. R.I.P. Hank. Jesse is found hiding under a car. Walt blames him for the killing of Hank and as he is dragged away by the neo-Nazis to be used as a meth-cooking slave, Walt wounds Jesse in vengeance. He reveals that he watched Jane die. Jesse collapses in on himself, knowing that he had worked beside and helped the man that let the woman he loved die destroys the last vestige of Jesse's spirit. 
Walt leaves the scene and goes to collect his family for a new anonymous life. His secret is out and they must all flee. However, Skylar knows of his meeting with Hank and when she asks about the location of her brother-in-law, she already knows the answer before the words leave her mouth. Walt's true nature becomes apparent not only to Skylar, but to Walt Jr. as well. His father, once his compass and guide, no longer exists. Instead, the two of them witness the once patriarch and now monster attack and take away the most vulnerable part of their family, Holly. He leaves in his wake a destroyed family and a destroyed sense of self. A once self-proclaimed family man is no more. Time passes as Walt hides away. The ripples of his actions affect his family whether he's there or not. And isolation is no place for a man like Walter White. He makes a decision to venture back to his home. He concocts a plan in order to funnel money to his family without their knowledge. And when he learns that the blue meth is still on the market, he concludes that Jesse must be in business with the Nazis. Never one to leave anything alone, he goes to destroy them all. He pulls some full-on MacGyver shiz and guns down his foes after realising that Jesse isn't, in fact, a partner and beneficiary of the new meth operation, but is actually a slave. When all is done, he tells his former partner to shoot him, but Jesse refuses. He no longer will be guided, pulled or controlled by strings or chains. He leaves behind Walt and drives off like a bat out of hell. But Walt is not left unscathed by the events at the Nazi compound. He bleeds from either a bullet or shrapnel. He wanders over to the meth lab, which is inspired by his creation, and revels in what he has accomplished. Walter White collapses as sirens and police cars rush to the scene. And we leave him laying on the ground, surrounded by his kingdom. Too long didn't read? Everything happens. <laughs> Everything. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All the things. All the things happen. Thank you very much, Damas. That was excellent. Uh, before we sort of talk things in broad terms, I want to talk to you, Liam, just a little bit about your history uh, with Breaking Bad, since you're the one who sort of got me specifically onto the show. Um, how long ago was it you watched it? Were you watching when it was on the air? Um, what got you there? Uh, interesting question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I, I did a similar thing to what you guys have done. Um, the show... Finished. You made a podcast? And yes, I made a complete you. podcast with my with my best friend. Uh, didn't get recorded though. Um, <laughs> basically, the show was ending and I realized I hadn't watched it and everyone had told me I needed to watch this show, right? And I had tried before, like I think you guys talked about in the first podcast where you tried to watch the first however many episodes. Yeah, I'd pretty much watched the whole season and not realize it like, about exactly three it. times. Yeah, That's it. Because I, I watched the first... How many episodes in the first season? Seven? Uh, eight, six to eight, something between six and eight. Seven, like I said. Right. <laughs> um, the seven episodes in, okay. in the... Score first, one lead. <laughs> the seven episodes in the first season. And I, I'd watched the first six. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know if I like this show. So I stopped watching. And I thought, oh no, I need to watch the Breaking Bad. So I watched the first six again. I'm like, got to that point again. Three times I did this without thinking, oh no, just watch the the next episode and see what happens. So I got given the Breaking Bad DVDs by you. Oh, Christmas. I bought them for you for Christmas. You that's right. Christmas. You asked me to buy them for you. That's right. right? I'm oh, like, that's okay, funny. I they returned back to me for right. while I watched them. That's funny. Because I need to watch this show. Realized there was only one episode left in the season. Watched that, and I was hooked. And I watched the rest of the show in four or five days. You watched the entire thing watched in four or five days. The entire show in four or five days. So hunting series you could have made <laughs> and just gone straight to. Um and yeah, no, it was, in, it was intense. Four or five days. I think I had exhausting. Yeah, it was. But I I just sat there and watched it because I loved it so much. And it's it got to the point where yeah, it's and then the show 
had just finished and I was able to watch the show, the, the, the final season, um, without the DVDs. Oh, okay. So I like watched, as it was airing? As No. After it aired, illegally he's saying. Uh, but before the I'm DVDs... I'm going to report you. But before the DVDs had been released. Before the DVDs released, exactly. So the, the show hadn't come out on DVD I blame yet. geo-blocking, not you. Thank you. Me too. Um, and yeah, so yeah. I, and that, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, great. Yes to the question, uh, then, I don't remember. <laughs> yes. So one of the things you said there is you loved it. So you loved it like the entire way through, basically for you? From, from episode seven onwards, yeah. Okay. Because I, I loved... You didn't falter I, I, along the way at all. It was just you were in love. No, I was just like this. This show kept me going. It, I, it kept me kept me enthralled. Right, <laughs> it didn't gotcha. keep me going. <laughs> wow, it's really that point to okay. In a really dark place. I, where you I are. had a lot of meth withdrawals. If you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're in such a dark place that Breaking Bad is uplifting for <laughs> you, that's a real yeah yeah. So I went through some shit. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah yeah, it kept me interested, which is why I kept watching. And by the end of the show, I was like, shit. Okay. Well, one thing I want to talk about as well, or maybe we don't want to go there yet. You mentioned to me when I asked you to be on the podcast that you had a feelings about the ending, but they have changed since you've rewatched the ending. Do you want to yeah. get them now? Or do you want to save them for a bit later? I will talk about it when I'll I'll, I'll I'll explain my my. I would like to know your original opinion. My right? original opinion now. Yeah, just in vague terms. What did you think of? In the... vague terms, I it felt like it wasn't the payoff that I wanted. It wasn't okay. like the show. I'd watched the show in such a short amount of time mm. that it was building up to something. And the last last seven episodes were so good to me, like so amazing. And I'm like, yes, this is... And this last episode is going to be incredible, mm-hmm. right? And it just wasn't... It felt like a different show, the last episode to me. The last because episode is very different. I think especially because the seven episodes before that really take place in like three days right yeah and then that last episode is so far away again from where they were i mean i'd argue that episode seven probably is the episode that takes place over the most significant amount of time that might literally be that's when he's in like the, nine in, months in the cabin right okay yeah, yeah okay maybe the first six episodes oh, episode, sorry because i like counted them from like nine eight ten oh, eleven yeah so right. you, um, yeah 15 16 like so yeah 15 16 is what i meant to say yeah i i, I count that way too the i well i would say 15 16 are, is basically one whole like the way, if you think of the way that episode fifteen, en- uh, sorry, fourteen ends with Walt getting in the car to start a new life, basically. Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, that's a definitive that's end the point. End of Breaking yeah. Bad. And this is like yeah. the, that kind of is, yeah. and like this is the epilogue in a way. I was actually surprised that it started so. I was expecting the show to jump ahead, pretty much to where our flashbacks were, and that we wouldn't necessarily see all of that space in between. We did, which was fascinating. I was fine with that. But when we see Saul show up. And he's the one getting picked up, and then he's going to be bunking with Walt. Mm. Yeah, I was just like, oh whoa, this I just wasn't prepared for the, us to go here. That was really mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I cut you off a little bit there though, but so you you we've talked we've we've already done the the story re- review from Damascus. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to talk spoilers straight away. Did what were you expecting? What payoff did you think you wanted the first time you saw it? I honestly had no idea, but oh, I know, know, and I know, I felt though. That it wasn't what I wanted. Like I didn't know when where got, when you got when, when you got, got there. Got your I was like, I "That's not what I, I invest. I, that's not the ending that I thought I invested my time in." Right. Watching that show, um, I still I still loved the show as a whole, but the ending it just felt meh to me. Okay. Right. Can I ask one more question just before we get go to Damascus and I and we start talking things more in depth? 
did what is your what has what was your opinion of Walt as a character? What were your feelings about him and towards him as a main character in this show through Ooh, I'm the really series? Excited to hear what your thoughts well, are on this. I it I'm, listening to you guys talk about this as well. Mm-hmm. I have very similar opinions in terms of Walt for me was he started off as the cat my the main character right yeah. to me and then very much towards the end like it, it slowly became the opposite of that where i remember watching watching again because i just watched this last season again in the last couple of days right yep. in preparation for this watching it again i realized how much i was on the side of everybody else i wanted him to get caught i wanted i wanted hank and i wanted jesse to get to that point because like really they're in a way, they're the. Pro- I mean, he's he's they're the protagonists in a way, not, not the protagonists. Uh, the word that I mean, they're the good guys, and because Walt, sure, yeah. Walt to me was the bad guy. By the end of the show, no matter who or what's happened, he and he says it as well. He says it to Skylar. I did this for me. I. It was always about his family. That's how he justified it and stuff, right? But then at the end, where he admits it. Like it was always about himself, his jealous, like um, greed and his selfishness. Yeah, he liked it. Like, yeah. He liked it, and that's that's what I felt about him the whole way. He kept saying that he was doing it for his family and and what have you. But I that watching this again, that's something I've 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 realized. That's, that makes sense. That's what every, like that specific bit you said, like two or three words that in on in and of themselves to steal a Damascus phrase. You could have a whole discussion about mm. and what that means and what the show was trying to do with those things. So, okay, let's let's just talk for a second. What did we think of this season of Breaking Bad as a whole? What are our general feelings on this season? I'll start with you, Damask. I I loved it, mm-hmm. um, particularly the first six, I guess, episodes. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, no, six episodes. I really, really liked because. Um, the sixth episode is that Ozymandias. 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 Um, yeah, was blowing my mind. I was like, "Freaking it, this is what I wanted!" Yes, yes, yes. And then the last three episodes happened, and I was not a huge fan of it. It was fine. Yeah, it wasn't like my season four feelings. It was fine, um, but it was yeah, like Liam was saying, it wasn't what I wanted or what I expected. Right. But it was. But it wasn't. Um, even though it subverted my expectations, it wasn't in like this cool way or like this interesting way that was like, ooh, I didn't see that coming. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. That's neatly stitched up, but it didn't compel me. Yeah. I don't know if, sure. I don't know if it felt like a Breaking Bad ending. I think that's it. Like there's so, much, so many things you're saying, talking about how it, Breaking Bad goes in different directions than what you expect, right? There's a lot of things that happen where you're like, oh, that's the choice and that's what's happened. Yeah. With this, it felt like, the good guys winning. Does it though? It does it, it feel it, like the good guys winning? My feeling was the opposite of that. Like, like when I say yeah. the good guys win, I mean the. It feels like the main character. The main the main character has grown to a point and gone to this point, right? And Jesse yeah. is able to. Jesse is able to get free of this. His 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 uh, what is his self actualized. He escapes. Yeah, exactly. He's he's able to escape. Walter and that sort of that world, whether or not he does or not is a different question, 
Yeah, so I heard is, some interesting things about people going like, away. <laughs> yeah, sure. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, he just drove into the cops who were on their way anyway. Like, he, yeah, he got true. captured two minutes later. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's worth thinking about. He exactly. could have been going a different direction. It doesn't, really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, okay, interesting. I I really like the season. I'm similar to you, Damask, where I loved especially, like, the first six episodes of this season are particularly good and it builds and builds and builds so and builds exciting. and builds and builds yeah. and builds and has an incredible incredible payoff mm-hmm. like there are just uh, I'm spoiling I don't really give a shit it not only wasn't my favourite episode of the season Ozymandias is the best episode in the show and possibly one of the best episodes <laughs> of television I've ever watched in my life it was so good but I, I was expecting to love it because it's once again Ryan Johnson who directed my two past favorite episodes. So I was like, and I knew that he directed this one before I'd seen it. So I was like, this better be good. I'm sure it's going to be good. Not only was it like directed really well, it, it was just good. Like story-wise, it was fantastic. This is the guy, Ryan Johnson. I watched this episode of Ozymandias and, and I don't usually pick up on the, I'm not usually watching the credits, right? But I did watch this one because something really interesting happens, happens in Ozymandias. The credits don't start until 20 minutes. Like, so there's the, there's the title, right? But the actor credits and director credits and stuff like that don't start until 20 minutes into the episode. I did notice that. I noticed that too. Like I remember going, yeah. I remember seeing all the credits and then I accidentally moved my mouse and I'm like, oh, this is this is halfway through the episode and yeah. the credits are well, still going. Well, I didn't realise because I was watching it and I was just so enthralled I didn't notice like the passage of time and then I saw the credits come up and I was sitting next to my girlfriend who's seen it before and I was like, holy shit, this show has only just started. The credits are rolling. Like, I just didn't realize how much sure. time had gone by. Yeah, Yeah. no, I was, I, was, I was acutely, when it came up, I was like, oh, wow, okay, really cool choice. But it did make me pay attention to these opening credits for the first time in a little while. And I saw that it was directed by Ryan Johnson and just went, and as that, and I noted that and kept watching the episode and kept being not just blown away by the episode, but blown away by the way the episode was made. Some of the choices in that episode are so interesting and cool. The way it's shot, the way that, the characters are positioned with each other, even the way that they're dressed. The there's a great shot I love of Sky of Walter's in the house and he's trying to get um, Flynn and Skylar to leave. And the there's it's actually he, there's just a shot of the counter and it's framed <laughs> perfectly. And there's the phone and there's a set of steak knives and. It's done in such a way, yeah, there's no way you can miss that the knives are there, but it really looks like positioning and everything the way it is, she's going to reach for the phone and she goes for the knife. And it was like, it oh, was... Oh, really? See, I saw a position and thought, oh, that's a, like a clear, like going to be a clear character choice. Well, kind of what it is, yeah. right? But it's like, it sets up these two things. Mm, the, yeah, what's, two what's options the you next can take here, Skylar. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so many things like that. There are so many beautiful shots. And now I'm just thinking, just to date this for a second, today is the day they've just announced the new title for episode eight, uh, the final, no, sorry, The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson is directing that movie. Yeah. I am ridiculously yeah. excited. <laughs> I've been sitting here, well, you guys talk about Ryan Johnson directing, I'm sitting here going, it's Ryan Johnson. I know that name. <laughs> Guy who I'm made Looper. Trying, exactly. I've just, I've just realized. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So That makes so much sense now. I think about it. Yeah. I watched that episode and yeah, no. And that's the, that's the episode where it starts at the start when they're cooking again and it fades out. the flashback. Out, the flashbacks and then it fades out and fades back in mm-hmm. to that shot. Yeah. Wow. This is the guy that's making the next Star Wars major film. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we all oh. 
Mm. It got me. It's funny how watching a television show made me like really excited about the next Star Wars movie. But yeah, anyway, uh, that that moment in that in that episode, especially when when Walt and when he's tackled by by. I want to say Walt Jr. because I'm never going to call him Flynn, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, out, of, totally out of respect to Walt Jr., I want to call him Flynn. Like, yeah. he doesn't okay, want to be... Okay, yeah, true. But, like, from that, that moment that, 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 that Flynn, Walt Jr., um, tackles him and he gets away and he, yeah. and he gets in front of in front of Skylar. Yeah. And he's there. And you see that you see that realisation that, that Walter has where he's like, well, I have become this thing. This has always been about his family, right? But then they're they're so afraid of him and yeah. they're so standing up to him. It's this incredible it's like, moment. That, that was exactly shot. what I have wanted was that like moment where everything is removed from Walt and he clearly knows. He can't blame it on anyone else. It's clearly like the choice he has made, which is like to, to attack Skylar, to attack the family, to kill Hank. Um, and these are the consequences. And he can't deny it because it's right in front of him. It's his beloved son who's like, you're a monster. Get away from us. Oh, it's exactly what I wanted. The thing is, it's it's like we've always wanted it, and so there's this constant frustration when you're watching the show that you're not you just want this moment to come. I want to see this moment. I want to see the moment. I want to see the moment where Walt tells Jesse that, or someone Jesse one of my finds out. Questions for Holy you. What we've been shit. waiting for. That was incredible. That the, moment. The it just happens, and you're just like, fuck. And it's like because we've all been asking this entire time. We, it's like, I feel this has got to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to walk away from this show just going, oh, that sucks that this moment never happened. How can he find out though? And you, we were trying we to figure of, it yeah, out. Figure out a How way could he they find could position Walt that he would ever confess to, to that. anyone? Yeah. And so for him to just spit it at Jesse like that as a way to wound him, mm. was just like, oh, I didn't even consider that. And that is fucking great. And it works perfectly. Um, yeah. Just that entire episode is fantastic. So, but the point is, I was talking about how my experience with the entire season. Mm. So that's the first six episodes and it gets to that point in the end of that episode. And the last two episodes, I really, 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 really like. I do like them quite a bit. But it sucks that they have to come after Ozymandias mm. because so it is so satisfying on so many levels that the ending can't... The ending can only only works in the shadow of Ozymandias and it can only really continue to comment on some of the things that happened in that episode. Like that's really where, that's really the ending. This is like, it's like the epilogue and it's, it's not bad. I don't find it necessarily, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how satisfied I am with it. I'm, I think I'm reasonably satisfied. I don't think it's exactly what I wanted, but I don't hate the choices that are made there. There are some really clever choices. There are some, I'm like, Ugh, I kind of wish it went, went a different way, but I see why you made that choice. It wasn't, bad it wasn't against the show in any way it just wasn't the choice that i personally wanted um but that doesn't mean it's a bad choice but it just it sucks i had to come up to because it's just like it's always been heading to this moment the show peaks and then we have to get mm. this leopard log at the end that's that's interesting right because i watching this show again for the second time this season again mm. having those, my original thoughts on the last episode right and the last couple episodes and then watching it again it felt better Second time, felt, around, felt second time around because I guess it wasn't so much. I wasn't surprised and in, in like yes, is that moment like it, like because I'd seen the show, it felt better as a whole mm-hmm. for me. Because I mean, there was things that happened in that last episode that just felt like <laughs> almost callbacks, but also at the same time, 
re- resolutions. Yeah, to definitely. Things, right? Yeah, like they were tight. I mean, it's, that's one of the things that's both good and bad about that final episode. It's almost too neat, as you were saying. It's like mm. it's neat little bows. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets their final scene. You can feel that's their final scene. Saul's one in the second last episode. It's like oh, goodbye, Saul. That's the yeah. end of you in this show. This is his scene with Skylar. This is his scene with, you know. Elliot and Gretchen or whatever it might be, which was cool to see them come back. I didn't expect to see them ever again. Yeah, no. Um, I I guess... I think, yeah, the last episode, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not insulted by the fact that they, like, stitched everything up. So, like, there's, it's, there's no frayed edges of this finale, mm-hmm. which is fine. It just became apparent to me that this... It, it isn't the show that I wanted it to be. I, I saw that ending and Walt got everything he wanted and I so I don't know what the thesis is of this show I don't know what the moral compass is of this show and maybe that's the point maybe it is discussing morality and our need for morality and like my desire to have some form of justice when perhaps in the world there just isn't any it's why I found your comment that you thought it was like too cliche an ending to be pointing at Liam by the way yeah pointing at Liam thank you (laughs) Good, good reminder, this is a <laughs> audio a podcast. podcast. Um, that you were saying, Liam, that it, we almost felt it was too cliche an ending to yeah. be really interesting because it did feel like he, the bad guy got away with it. Which, But at the same time, because he's the protagonist, I have these conflicting feelings about what they're trying to do think, there. Thinking on that, though, sure, he in a way, he got what he wanted. He got... He got what he wanted at the end of the show, at that point, when once he'd been by himself for so long and he had... He had realized what was, I guess, important to him: getting the money to his family and and yep. and getting revenge on whatever, right? And taking taking down taking down the people that were basically ripping him off in terms of his his product and stuff, right? Right. But at the same time, there's so much sacrifice that's happened at that point that. That like he he there's so much he he wouldn't have wanted who, to happen. Who what do you mean you say sacrifice? Like everyone people, else like, has been punished. Like I mean, he's everybody lost else a lot though. Like I mean, sure. No, he, no, no. He this, this is my problem. He's he threw away a lot. It's not like everyone else is so affected by what he did. So affected by what he did. Everyone is in a worse place. No one is better off. No one won. The person who comes away from this the best in a lot of ways is Walt. He got away. He ha- he was the one who kept being able to make. He kept making the choices at the end to reinvolve himself in this thing. He could have stayed away, you know what I mean. But everyone else still had to deal with the consequences. Deal with the consequences of his actions. Mm. None of them were their actions. They're all being punished for the things he did. Which is why I find that they were reading up on some articles and and interviews and stuff at the end of this. I was trying to wrap my head around it and started just googling stuff and. A lot of people are saying, are suggesting, and I think this is a point that can be argued, that the transition from the end of, from Ozymandias to where he is in the last episode is not how he got to where he did, where he's telling Skylar, it was for me, and all this sort of stuff, isn't, doesn't track properly. There's no real obvious, apart from him being yeah, lonely, it's not that. earned necessarily. Mm-hmm. And his, this little mini redemption he gets well, at the end. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it is redemptive because he's saying it was all for me it wasn't but at no point does he really apologize for that he's like yeah i did it for me and and then like say i'm sorry like like, there's no like real there's no real consequence he's like yeah no i i did what i did um i did it because i liked it 
Now can I see my daughter? Now I'm going to redeem myself by saving Jesse one last time, despite the fact that I put him in this situation. I'm going to provide my family with money, even though my son explicitly told me he doesn't want my money. I'm going to force that on my family anyway. Yeah. And then... This is the thing. Walt gets all the things yeah. he, he wants, basically. He gets to die thinking of himself as a hero. Yeah. And that makes me a little bit sick. Or, or even if he doesn't think of his, Yeah. Even if he doesn't think of himself as a hero like... I saved my family. He does think that he. The thing is, right? He, he the thing he himself keeps, is like a folk hero. The the phrase like some that I John think, Dillinger bullshit. The phrase that I keep coming back to, and the reason I think that he, Walt ultimately wins in his own mind, and that sucks for the morality of the show. If that's what you want from the show, is he keeps saying it can't be all for nothing, and because he gets the money to his family, it isn't all for nothing, and therefore his actions are justified. Right, his goal at the start of this season, when he started at the start of the show, when he started making meth, was to support my family once I'm dead, and he gets to he achieves that goal, which means that in his mind, one last time, because this is always his goddamn problem, is he has to justify his actions. He's so good at it. He finally couldn't do it when he killed Mike. He finally couldn't do it when what when Hank died. But he is somehow still able to get to that point where they got the money. It wasn't all for nothing. Because he got that victory. If he just kept that victory away from him, it would have been a more satisfying finish for that character, I think. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, when, I got heated. I got emotional. Yeah, when, <laughs> when in my notes, because after I wrote all this stuff about how it did end and how it made me feel and I wasn't particularly satisfied, I wrote about like, well, how did I want it to end? And mm. um, I guess I wanted the final statement or the image of the story to reveal like the corrosive nature of Walt White. You know, his family's left penniless and fighting. Jesse's free, but his life is ruined. Hank is dead. Like he's obviously not coming back. And Walt is like alone or in prison or maybe he's still in like, was it New Hampshire or wherever he is? Um, just kind of slowly dying because there's nothing heroic about him and there's nothing noble or triumphant. Um, and instead he just decayed the lives of the people who are around him. Um, everything's destroyed. He can't think his way out of it. He must sit and reconcile with that. The bleakness of his actions would have been his jail time. His children have nothing. There's nothing for him to smile about. His life is a waste. Yeah. It was for nothing. Him getting the money as clever as it was through Gretchen and Elliot, as much as I was like, I was surprised by that as well. The way they set up the la- that second last episode is like he's going to get his final revenge on the Grey Matter th- stuff. <clears throat> and it was cool to go there. It, it does give him the victory that he doesn't deserve. Mm. I read an article in New Yorker by Emily Nussbaum about the finale, um, particularly about the... Well, it was kind of like about the last two episodes, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So she wrote, If this episode, in fact, took place in reality, it was troubling and, yes, disappointing. If only because the story ended by confirming Walt's most grandiose notions, that he is, in fact, all-powerful, the smartest guy in the room, the one who knocks. Anyone other than Walt becomes a mere reflection of this journey to redemption. It's not that Walt needed to suffer necessarily for the show's finale to be challenging or original or meaningful, but Walt succeeded with so little true friction. Maintaining his legend, reconciling with family, avenging Hank, freeing Jesse, all genuine evil offloaded onto other badder bad guys, that it felt quite unlike the destabilising series that I'd been watching for years. If instead we were watching Walt's compensatory fantasy, it was a fascinating glimpse into the man's mind, akin to the one in the movie Mulholland Drive, a poignant, tragic attempt to fix a life that is unfixable. And yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I viewed 
what Walt had done as being unfixable and yet the finale I got was really them fixing what he had done. Fixing it at least, fixing his, as you said, like that, that article says his reputation, these other things. Something that's interesting about that, they're talking about the possibility that it was inside his mind, it was a fantasy, except I read an article that debunks that straight away because he would never know that Jesse was captured. Mm-hmm. Like he can't know that. Therefore, yeah, no, no, I think that was just kind of trying to find a way for well, them to... Well, some people still stand by that theory. Oh, okay, right. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a legitimate theory. That, I don't necessarily that, think that's what this writer is... Um, no, no, I positioning, agree. Yeah. yeah, the article as, yeah. There's like, I just, yeah, I know there's theories that people think that he maybe died in the car that he tried to steal yeah, and like all this sort of stuff too, as yeah. well. That he, this, that the things that happened in the last episode are really his final fantasy. <laughs> um, final, like, fantasy about how this might end. I think that, that debunk of that yeah. isn't, I don't think that's true though. Like, I think, well, I mean, what I mean by that is that Walt knows that they've taken him back. Right, they've taken him back to their thing because they want they want to get get out of him. Well, I can't remember exactly the reason that the Tog gives, but Walt knows that he's taken them back. So in his own mind, right, if this is in his imagination or what have you, right, his his ultimate thing will be to save Jesse. So in his mind, he's That's not true. dead. That could be like a guilt that like plagues his mind in the final moments. Is that he gave Jesse to these people? Maybe it's just that if, I guess the the theory about when he dies or when this fantasy starts taking place is in the last episode around that car or whatever. We've already seen that Jesse. I don't know. He has to be particularly accurate with his predictions of what where he what happened to Jesse, because we but we couldn't everything we see of Jesse be our fantasy that we're like, like the stuff that happened in the episode before At where the, he was captured. He was in this. He was trying to escape the cell from Todd and stuff like that. At that. Oh yeah, true. But at that that's, point, that's what I mean. It's like right, the show. Right. The show really suggests this language, and even Vince Gilligan says that it's not obviously. Yeah, yeah. That it's the thing is what know. I find interesting about what you wanted the show to end like the mask is I don't know if this is you guys have talked about Dexter before. Mm-hmm. That's basically the, ex- the the end of Dexter, right. where he has done so much that has affected so many people, and it's it's broken down. Like people are dead. People are destroy their lives are destroyed or whatever and it's just him by himself living with that yeah mm-hmm. that's the end of Dexter and I hated it <laughs> and I don't think I would like that with Breaking Bad I think well it, it depends like whose hands you put that story into though True. and I think the writers of Breaking Bad could pretty much make anything great um, whereas from I haven't watched all of Dexter I'm I'm not tempted to at all. Don't. Yeah, I, I, I think that's proof that that story in their hands was probably going to be awful. Cool. Yeah. De- Dexter felt like he got away with it again, though. Like Dexter felt like uh, from the ending again. I quit this show. I only know the ending because I've watched that clip later on. But it really feels like that ending is him getting away with it. He doesn't. Mm. Necess- uh, he's. I mean, he's designing that show to be unemotional anyway. He barely has a connection to people to begin with. So the idea of him living by himself doesn't seem like it's that awful. His biggest thing is he's got to kill people. He's like compulsive about killing people. Ugh. Anyway, let's not talk about Dexter. Let's Agreed. not really not bring that <laughs> into conversation. Agreed. A couple of other things that were in that article that I thought were really interesting though were she mentions the idea that his reputation was saved or legacy because... That's something that occurred to me afterwards is the idea that he died in that meth lab means that people might construe that he was the one that was cooking the blue at, at, after he was after the Ozymandias stuff the entire time too. Mm. Badger and Skinny Pete already assumed, yeah. assumed it was him. Yeah. So 
that people in in this universe now could assume that he was cooking the entire time that Jesse never gets any of the credit for that or even the Nazi guys. It was Walt gets it to the very end. He gets to go being the infamous Mm -hmm. blue meth maker Heisenberg will forever be Walt White. And so he gets his legacy that he always wanted, that he was always so precious about. And also, mentioning the Nazis, the idea, yeah, that the bad was replaced by a bigger bad. It was my first question at our discussion points. Nazis as bad guys, how do we get here? I find it kind of crap because they are so uninteresting. Mm-hmm. They just are there to be badder than anybody else. Yeah. And they have no they complexity. They are basic bad guys. They are basic bad yeah. guys. We got rid of Gus Fring at the end of season four. And I can, like, there's arguments to why that is. They needed to center this back onto Walt and Hank, and that's fine. Like, and Walt and Hank and Jesse, cool. But putting in these Nazis that he has to kill with, a th- like, yeah. I I find that really just not interesting. Remind me, were they in the first half of the last season? Only Todd was. And he mentioned that he had, had this an uncle. uncle, and then, then oh, he see- was the one. Sorry, he was the one he had organized. Like Jack, his uncle Jack is the one who kills the everyone in prison. Everyone in prison, all Mike's guys in prison. Right, okay, right. But he's playing no real big part in that at all. Yeah. Um, something that Vince Gilligan admitted in in an interview is they wrote this whole setup. You know, in fifty one or fifty two, this mm. first episode of the first half of season five, and we have that flash forward to Walt in the diner. Yeah. And they wrote that not knowing where they were going with it. They wrote him getting the car and having the gun in the back so they could figure that puzzle out later. This whole jazz, jazz running yeah. thing, <laughs> as far as I'm convinced, uh, I'm convinced it's a load of shit because it wrote them into a place where they had to invent these crappy Nazis for him to have someone to kill with that gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth his stupid MacGyver moment with the gun in the boot. It sucks. I don't think it, that's I, stupid. I actually love that moment. I hate, why do they check the back of the car but not check the boot? If they're worried okay, about this guy, okay. check the entire car. Sure. It's dumb that they're being security conscious, but they don't check his boot that he might have a bomb in there or something like the, that. What the hell? That doesn't make any sense. That's okay, dumb. It's yes. dumb like the that spring thing. Sense. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just let him say his point, that's, though. Sorry, I understand that that's, that's dumb, but the idea that he would do it, that was how he was going to take it down, right? That was how they were going to, he was going to win is interesting to me because it's it's basically him listening to Jesse, right? Because when they're stuck in the desert with no gas, right? No battery and they have to figure it out. He says, Jesse says to him, why don't you just like build a robot and get us out of this, right? It's he not, says that it's word. Not the same he thing. built a robot and he finally did that. It's not a robot. It's an automatic it is gun. It's a robot. It, it doesn't have... It's a robot. It's got no AI. It's got no ability <laughs> to change. It's just a you gun science. It's like use science, right? I, I understand that's what they're trying to do. And, they're giving get Walt, us out of this, right? They're giving Walt one more eureka genius. I'm going to make my way out of this moment. But I just... like. If they came up with the gun in the boot, this extremely high-powered rifle in the boot thing, and they're like, okay, now we need to make that payoff. What can Walt do with that it? That is stupid, yeah. Then they had to come up with this scenario that had Nazis he had to kill so he could use it. So they created a problem they didn't need, and the solution to it was pretty underwhelming, if you ask me. That's, again, getting emotional about it. Well, good. That's what a show should do, mm. right? Like, you should have I just thought, like, reaction. how much... Broad's emotion rises whenever Liam's in the room full stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've had this much emotion through any of the episodes. No, that's not true. You obviously you haven't will... listened to Dead Like Me Part 2 or to us finish. Should I just sit in silence while you guys record this podcast? Just so Broad gets up, up there and hear about stuff. <laughs> some interesting points. I actually um, watched a video on YouTube when I was doing research about the season about how Walt got wounded. 
from this gun. You see it happen. And yeah, yeah. And but the likelihood that it would be a mortal wound, particularly with how quickly um, first responders are on the scene, and it was practically impossible for him to to be dead at the end of this. What, did, what yeah. did they think killed him? That was shrapnel. So they measured the height of the car, um, where the bullet lines are in the building. Um, so it couldn't have been a straight-on bullet. Um, it might have been shrapnel, though the bullets he uses very rarely. Oh, sorry. So it's it's probably not a ricochet because those bullets don't really ricochet. So it might be a bit of shrapnel. And they look at where he was bleeding from. So it most likely got him in the large intestine. Um, but really... You're probably not going to bleed out from that. It's mostly you're so mostly going to die from Are like infection. Are you telling me that Walt doesn't even die at the end of this? Well, which actually, if you ask me, is a better ending. Yeah. If he's still alive, well, they're saying and can that be scientifically, better. it is very, very, very unlikely, um, with what we see in the show, that he would have died. I never read it as him dying. Watching it both you, times, I didn't read it as him dying. I saw oh, he's it, dead. No, he is. He's alive. At the end. That's how I read it. That's how I watched it both times. Why would you make it? They, it, they Did they do it ambiguously on purpose? Do they keep it ambiguous? Or do you think it's clear that he's alive? Oh, no, it's ambiguous. But I, the way I saw it was that he was alive. Okay. Uh, it's ambiguous. And the thing is, right, I think they, they, they wrote the ending that it was where everything gets wrapped up because they because Vince Gilligan did not want to make any more Breaking Bad. And they const, people constantly saying, make more Breaking Bad. And he's like, no, he's off. That was something I did respect. In an, in an interview I read... He was saying that, the, well, a lot of people were saying, hey, the show's just getting popular. Like we were talking about last episode on Breaking Bad, that it went to 5 million viewers. The last episode had 10 million viewers. Yeah. The mo- re- Most of the show, it was 1.5 million per episode. So it got big literally in its last season. Even its last half seasons where it actually took off. And so everyone's going, well, do you want to keep making more? And he, out of, which I think is really respectful or really smart, said, well... No, I think if we're the story be told, this is the end point. Trying to write more would be a stretch. And listen, if people are getting invested right at the end, it probably means you made a good show. Like if pe- yeah. if it's he- peaks popularity right at its conclusion, you probably did a good job. And use that as a jumping point to make Better Call Saul, which I don't I don't know how many people are watching that. I'd be interested to check those numbers on that one because you haven't watched it and you're the biggest Breaking Bad fan I know. <laughs> Am I? You need to get out more. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to think of like the biggest Breaking Bad fans I know. My girlfriend is one. She freaking loves it, and she hasn't seen an episode of Better Call Saul. Right, it's that's fun. That maybe really it's me. I'm worried. Maybe maybe it's like subconsciously. I'm like, don't don't make a show about Saul and ruin him because he was amazing up until the end. No, I'm I'm I feel like I was deprived of enough Saul. I want to watch a show about Saul because he became less and less a part of the show as it went on, which sucks because he deserved to be in it more. And if Mike's in it, like he said, like he said, I love Mike. I want to see Mike, Mike. I mean, yeah. We're getting off track. Did we have any other thoughts on the whole the Nazis as bad guys? <clears throat> I didn't have a huge amount of thoughts about them in general. Like, that, they, I like think whenever that's a problem, they, yeah, when, exactly. Whenever they were in a scene, I didn't write a note about them because I was just like, eh, whatever. I mean, other than like Todd being super freaking creepy, I I kind of grew to really like what Todd was though. In the show, like, what, what did you think he was? Just, just he that reminded he... you of yourself. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, I definitely reminded me of Broad. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just that he was... <laughs> I'm really sad. Broad looks at me the way Todd looks at Lydia. It's very disconcerting. I don't know why I do this podcast. <laughs> he, I just, I just th- thought his performance was effective. And what is not a particularly interesting character was interesting to... Interesting is a shit word. Was fun to watch. I found him 
I enjoyed his scenes because he was... I know, there was something weirdly sweet about how creepy a guy he was. He, It was... Yeah. He, yeah, he was the little kid that tortured animals. Whereas... I, yeah, yeah. You know, Ricky Hitler, as uh, Jesse calls him. Yeah. The... I didn't find Lydia a particularly interesting character. No. Do you know what just oh, it finally happened? I finally figured out why, where I knew her from. It sucks. What? She's the blacksmith in A Knight's Tale. It took me ages to oh, figure that out. Oh, yeah. It took me ages. I kept thinking in my head, I was like, is she the handmaiden? Like, who? I love her she? in Knight's Tale. So do I. And then I, I found out, I was like, oh, this sucks that I don't like your character much. But See, I just know her from a Scottish lesbian show called Lip Service. So there you go. That sounds much more interesting. I'll watch that one. Same it's with, um, not. Oh, with, uh, that won't be on the podcast is what you're saying? No. Well, I only got like recommend one list. season, I think. Okay. And then she went off to do Breaking Bad right afterwards. Same with um, with Mrs. Schwartz. What's what's her name? Get Gertrude. Gertrude. I couldn't figure out Gret- for so long. Gertrude, is that her name? No. Gretchen. 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 The whole time I watched Breaking Bad, I could not figure out where she was from. And I just didn't look it up because I didn't really care that much. But I've just started watching Friends again. And it's Ross's ex-wife, Susan, right? Susan, yeah, ex-wife's partner, partner yeah. and wife in the end. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. right. Just so we don't end up making this completely just about the final three episodes, let's take <laughs> yeah. a step back for a second and talk about sort of as things happen in the show. So we're left we in this season. We're left with the image of at the end of last half season with Hank coining, figuring out that Walt is Heisenberg, basically. Um, how did you find the where we step off from there? The I personally love that and ha- Hank reaction. Dean Norris, his him walking out and just trying to be normal and like thinking, oh, I'm feeling sick. I just sort of want to go home. And then him in the car and just like I totally believe that he ran that car off the road mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. he is just seething and just. Yeah betrayed and confused and like all of the emotions in that moment. It was so good. I And then we really had to snap out of that as well because he needs to figure it but out. But I believe that too. Yeah. I believe that he just had to get like his body had to digest that information for a second and then he's like, all right, I have a job to do. I need to mm-hmm. pin this guy. I loved that. I loved him throughout this entire season. I thought he was fantastic. I think the best acting I've seen throughout this entire series was between... Hank and Walt in the garage. That like watching Hank scene. in that scene or Dean Norris, I was like, oh my God, like this is incredible to mm-hmm. watch. The amount of like anger and confusion on his, oh, it's just, I could rewatch that scene a million times. It's so good. And that like that scene happens. This is the end of the first episode this season. You're just like, yes, yes, it's happening. Like all the things I've wanted to happen this moment is happening and then it just this season builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and it's one of these this step each moment over and over and over and over and over again it keep until we get to Ozymandias and it's just like so much payoff happens this season um just the I'm getting ahead of myself again but so the I think that's what I want to talk about though is just the intense crazy momentum that this ending ha- has up all the way up into Ozymandias well I think what surprised me about the latter half of season five is obviously at the end of the first half of season five, we like Hank figures it out that it's most likely Walter from the little poetry book. I didn't think that he would then go and tell everyone immediately, like Skylar and Marie. 
Um, or that like Walt would approach him and just be like, yep, it's me. Because I could not conceive of all of those characters clearly seeing each other and ex- is like existing in the same world. But right. the fact that they do that just yeah. creates so much tension. Because I figured it'd still be like a bit of a, a bit of a chase that they're doing. Cat which they mouse, kind yeah. of, yeah, which they kind of do. But like cat and mouse, but like, yeah, everyone knows where everyone else is standing, which I just uh, didn't expect from this. At all. Yeah, there's no, there's that scene in second, third, fourth episode, something like that, the one that in Confessions, where Walt and Skyler go and meet Hank and Marie in that restaurant. Yeah. restaurant and yeah. it's like, they're, 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 no one's pretending here anymore. While they, while Skyler and Walt are still not saying explicitly, they mm. will not actually confess and admit what they're doing. Everyone in that situation knows who everyone is, basically. Um, Can I just say, I loved time. when Marie was. Just said, just kill yourself. I, I was like, yeah, yes, thank you. It was great. It was such, I wrote that moment down too because it was a practical answer in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's like if if Walt really is just going to die anyway and he, you know, like the, in a lot of ways, this is the simple answer. Just kill yourself. Yeah. Die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going it, to, that's your escape. Why aren't you doing that now? Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I wish we actually just want to talk about Marie for a second. Mm-hmm. It's it sucks. It's it's equally bad that it took this long for her to get interesting, but I love who she was in this season. She was completely competent and completely fierce and like just awesome so she was often. fierce and focused yeah, and really focused. Had such like incredible integrity. Even when like Skylar is clearly doing everything wrong, Marie is obviously like the better person, the better sister. Like towards the end, she's like, I have to believe that, believe that there's hope for you. Mm. Like when she knows that, you know, Walt, yeah, Walt's going to be arrested and Skylar's life is going to fall apart. She's like, like you have to be a better person than the person that, that you're being. And yeah, Marie becomes this like really virtuous, incredibly strong woman. She becomes, I was thinking at one stage, she's like, she's like the last innocence in here. Hank is not innocent necessarily, even though we completely, I think, or at least I was on his side as he's chasing Walt and I was cheering him on. He's still someone who, you know, has been a douchebag and guns people down and blah, 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 right? Marie does none of those things. She's just a super supportive wife and sister and sister-in-law. And as much as she's a gossip and all these things that we don't and like you know she was a shoplifter and has done you know weird things that are kind of questionable she is so innocent at the end of it and it sucks that that's what she ends up being is like the virtuous one i guess but it did i was happy that it gave her character a uh a perspective or a Mm -hmm. place in this story that that had meaning that and i think it reflected on the other characters really well Positioning her and Hank as such a team and showing that real love that and trust that they have in one another yeah. is what really made the death of Hank and Walt's part in that like yeah. completely unjustifiable. You can you like can never get past that. The fact that like Skylar would even let him in the house is just beyond me that she would ever do that because I would just think back to Marie, like and you know she had just called. Marie had just called Skylar when Walt's in the house mm-hmm. in that last episode. I'm like, on what planet, like, could you do that? Would you do that? House. He was already in the house. He was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. But, like, it wasn't, like, Marie calling her shouldn't be the catalyst for not letting him in the house. The catalyst should be, 
you killed my sister's husband. Mm. I don't want you here. I will never want you here. Yeah, it's just interesting also with where Marie goes, thinking back to sort of the moments when she has had something to do in the show in the past. Mm. The one that comes to mind is the stuff in season four, I guess it is, when she's the one that's supporting Hank and being the rock yeah. in that. And it. Being his punching bag. And being all those sorts of things. Yeah. But just being so virtuous and steadfast and like still being like. And I'm sitting here going, oh, it's cool. They gave us something to do. It sucks that it has to be in relation to Hank. Um. But it did set this moment up well and everything she's doing, it doesn't come out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, this is believable because I have seen you be Mm -hmm. focused. I have seen you be an amazing support. I have seen you be all these great things that she is at the end. Mm -hmm. And what's also cool is that after Hank dies, she's still being those things somehow, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is amazing. The fact that she's a rock for Skylar is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I, I, I still think it's like she's an underserved character in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. The, the show did not do enough for her. It was nice to see her get something at the end that was meaningful. That was good. Mm-hmm. That, I appreciate that. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, this is going to keep coming back around to the finale. Is there anything along the way that was worth, that you guys were interested in talking about? Just moments I loved. Moment, I can talk about. We can like, talk about moments. Like that... <clears throat> like uh, for the moment when he he's one up on on Walt, he's gotten he's gotten Walt on on the ropes, and that's when they find him in the in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. That moment where Jesse it was Jesse's plan to lure him there because of the money. Yeah, it's just like it was so good. Like that felt so great. I mean, even though everything unravels after that, but like that moment, you're like, yes, Hank and Jesse are working together. They've gotten to this point. Where I mean, I was where, just where excited he's... when Jesse was staying at Hank's house. I, I was love like, the yes, most. yeah, those two together. Yeah, D- just there's the bit where he walks out and Marie's at the end of the hallway. He's like, "Do you want a coffee?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "This is cool. I yeah. love this. Yeah. This is great to see mm-hmm. these guys." And you, you, you can't not root for them. You know, what I didn't like it in that sequence though what? was when they were setting up for to have the wire to go and talk to. Um, Walt, which I still think Jesse was an idiot for not going along with that plan. So dumb. Why, yeah. like, don't add complexity. Get the guy. I also think that Hank is dumb for not going to the DA just straight away as well. I understand. I like character-wise. Yes, I understand his hesitation. I understand that he wants to. He's trying to protect himself in some ways and all those sorts of things. But the longer it stretched out, the more complicated it became. The more Walt knows and the less advantages that Hank has. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just look at that and go, if you just made some smarter decisions, and I think you're a smart character, Walt would never have been able to get to, to have the upper hand at any other stage yeah. or get to the point where they perished, unfortunately. But that's not beside the point. I hated the bit where Hank said to Gomez, to Steve, that uh, what if what if this is a trap? And he's like, well, then Jesse dies. I'm like, ah. Oh. I didn't like that at all. It's, yeah, like, no, I didn't like that it's like, I don't, I don't need you to, to love jesse i don't need you to be protective of him but i don't need you to be so dismissive of a human being but yeah like, like says, I... what about the kid he's like the kid you mean the the murdering junkie yeah, yeah no no i i, I just yeah. like i hank didn't need that moment because yeah. no. i actually real. like earlier on in the season when especially since hank... you punched this guy to the bits in his doorway a couple of yeah, seasons when, ago when hank earlier in the season when hank um stops jesse from torching walt's house and he 
puts him in his car. He's about to drive off and Jesse's just sitting there because he's obviously on drugs. And Hank leans over and like buckles his seatbelt. I read that as one, he follows the law to the T, but also like he does care about people. So then to like later on in the season for him to like have so little regard for Jesse's life. I was like, mm, I don't like that. I liked the reading that I had earlier about Hank. Mm-hmm. It didn't add any complexity to him, especially I think, I mean, if you're trying to make, like add a little bit of darkness to Hank, I didn't, I don't think it needed it. Yeah, for what purpose? Yeah, did, especially did with that? what was about to happen to him in two episodes time. It just like, eh, just didn't, it was a line that you could have cut it and nothing is lost yeah. whatsoever. Marie, we've talked about payoff continues. Any other moments in that build up? The moment that, that he calls Marie to tell her that he called her, you're like, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right? that was something as I want to talk about. That put, impending Yeah, as doom. soon as he put Walt into the car and then all of the focus was on was on Hank, I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's going to die. Yeah, he's Hank's dead. He's absolutely going to die. And then when it turned into like him calling Marie, I'm like, well, one of them is going to die. It was the exact same feeling I got back in season three when the brothers yeah, were, in the car park. In, were coming for Hank. Oh, right. right. It was the exact same feeling. It was like everything was going too well for Hank. I was like, yep, Hank is going to die. Now, he didn't die, but he got damn near close. And it was like you could feel that impending doom. And I think it's intentional, but it was there this time, that intensity, building, building, building. You're, you're done. This can, and, we all, and we knew it had to as well because just like in the – because we had that flash forward, we knew that – Walt had to be on the run. He had a new identity. He, he wasn't going to be arrested. He couldn't be. One thing I really liked about Ozymandias is when we come, we finally come back to that gunfight, right? And Hank is laying there with a gunshot wound. Gomez is dead. Like the last we saw was mm. him just being a badass with a, the shotgun. He's dead. Like they didn't, they didn't like dwell so much on 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 these characters we've been with the whole time. Like it was, it was an interesting choice for me. It's like you're not dwelling on these people's deaths when when Hank dies. He's just bam, he's dead. Yeah, it's Walt's reaction. It's Walt's that we reaction, exactly, on, yeah. exactly. And it's it's not about like we've 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 been going for this this guy this for the last season now. Been like, yes, he's he's the guy. He's he's gonna he's gonna get him, mm. and then like that, he's gone. Yeah, and it was in- incredible. Like like, I love like you said. It's like that, right? It's yeah. the choice to. It could so easily have been gratuitous. Mm. Like if this was Game of Thrones. It's a good because a ninety five percent chance we would have seen a horrible, gruesome death. Exactly, and it doesn't lose any impact no. that we that it happens at a distance mm. and that we never see, we never see his face or the wound or anything like that. We and just know he's dead. That those last words of Hanks is like, "You are the smartest person I've I've ever known, but you you're too stupid to see that he made his mind up ten minutes ago." Yeah, yeah. bam. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing with Andrea's death. Another example of fridging, by the way, where a character's mm. getting killed just for a... Can I just say, I, I didn't do the research, but that must, that must have been written by a man. There is no way a woman at night... Opens up One, would open up the door at all. Two, would unlock it, would mm. open it up further. And then when some strange dude is like, oh yeah, your friend's in that van out there, yeah. would take a step outside of her house. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I it made no sense. It made no sense. I think there's actually a few dumb decisions in here along the way. Things, choices that people make that I'm just like, like even, you know, when Walt gives, um, makes the confession DVD, the one that implicates Hank, mm. I'm like, upon initial inspection, I'm like, yeah, I can see what that's threatening. I also think that if you think about that for a little while, you'll see there's too many big holes in that. That's what I thought. I'm like, how much is that 
actually hold fit. up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be too easy for Hank particularly because he worked inside that office, there'd be meticulous records about his work and the things he does, that it'd be pretty easy to disprove something in that statement. Um, like, I understand why it looks bad. I thought it was really clever that they, like, talk about the money that he used to help protect him and the way he... All those sorts of things. I just... I don't know. I feel like there's a there's going to be a yeah. magic when, bullet that's going to get Hank out yeah, of that. Yeah, when Hank said to Marie, he's like, oh, you know, about the money, it's like, oh, that's the nail in the coffin. I was like, if you have to explicitly tell me that, yes. then like there's definitely holes in that story and you've just kind of like put that as a blanket over like, don't question this. It's definitely a it reason why It was that why writer's magic yeah. trick that we've talked about before yeah. where they wave their hand. It's like we said it's the... it's yeah. it's it, We explicitly we state it. Definitely close that door and you cannot open yep, it again. Exactly right. I thought that... I thought, yeah, Jesse not going through with the, the wire was dumb as well. Like just some choices that were made to make things more complicated. Even if you can see the character motivation, we're just like, oh, this show is so much smarter than this most uh, most of the time. Okay, I've I've got a question about a lead-up episode to the last few episodes. Um, How do we feel about Jesse's realisation about the rice and cigarette? The I that was exactly one of the things I didn't like as well. I thought that was super convenient and dumb. And it I was, didn't think it was obvious enough either. Either what had happened because I I specifically in this episode right because I I missed what what happened the first time I watched this right and I was always confused by his him realizing that his his right. his dope had gone right. I think it's a huge leap of logic that right? he has exactly, to make. Exactly, and watching this again, I I watched. Well, I don't think I don't, I don't agree with that. As though. he was leaving, right, and Huel grabbing the stuff and putting it in his pocket, mm. right. Yep. I missed that completely the first. I watched it again. Oh, I see. I, I saw. I saw it happen. I saw, it, I saw something like suspicious. what was that? So I having the ability to rewind, I went back, and oh yeah, no, he takes it out of there, and then the next scene happened. I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense to me now. Right. But like when you're watching that on TV, like for the first time when it's when it's on, you know when it when it's it's airing live, it's it's funny. It's I I guess I noticed it straight away because I've been tr- I, back as early as season four when I'm trying to figure out what happened with that stupid rice and thing, which we still never found out how he poisoned Brock. But anyway, um, <sighs> it's, that still annoys me. The, I just don't think they ever had a good re- a good way of explaining it, which no, is they just, they, they didn't either. they just ignored it. The I, because I examined that specific scene where he pats down Jesse, I went back and examined it before. When that happened, he's like, excuse me. I was like, oh, and I was waiting for a door unravel then. Mm. And I was just like, mm, this just seems contrived that this is how, just as he's about to disappear. Yeah, I, I get that it the timing felt of contrived. It. I don't think it was like a leap of logic or anything or reasoning for... Jesse to figure it out okay. because Walt explicitly tells him, well, if I got the rice and cigarette off you, then what's his face would have had to have done this. So he's already been told how it could have happened. Um, so then when it did happen, it was like, oh, well, that was possible. Oh, Walt like probably would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that specific scene where he gets patted down, right? Like you went back and watched. Yeah. Is it obvious that he took it? No, it's not obvious. So it's just it's just obvious that he's patting him down real thoroughly, like overdoing it. Jesse says, like, hey, like, you know, chill out, whatever. So it's it later on you find out, and it's it's still not really obvious until Saul and just frankly comes out and expositionally says, yeah. says it in the first episode or second episode of season five. Like he just flat out says what he did. 
because yeah. he shows him. He's like, here, here's the rice and cigarette, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's not super obvious. It wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be subtle, but because it was subtle, then it was I picked up on the subtlety of it the second time around, I guess. And was it? Was it always something they wanted to, that it was going to happen, or is this them writing again to get to that to the ending? I don't know. Like, is that? I them? don't know the answer to that. Uh yeah, I didn't love that moment. Right. Okay. Did you? Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I loved that because I figured Jesse was just going to leave. Mm. Um, and then I, I, I just liked the tension it built that just as he was about to leave, he found it and then walked away. I guess that's almost... That made me go, ooh, you. Yeah. I guess that was almost my biggest problem is that just the timing of it was so... Right. This is like, oh, of course he had to figure out just yeah. before he leaves. It was funny what you were saying, like the chances of him being... Of Walt being shot by his gun robot um, or MacGyver machine thingy that he yeah. makes, right? Probably was just so glared low. at me. <laughs> was so... <And> Liam. <laughs> was so low when so often... So much luck has to happen in this show. Uh, um, well, I think it wasn't that it was practically scientifically impossible for him to have been shot that way. It was interesting. The Mythbusters tested this gun to see if it could actually work. Mm. They, they they did three tests. They tested whether his exploding meth thing that he did in yeah. season one could work. Cool. The way it would show not, but it could have been possible under with different circumstances, a bigger crystal. Mm-hmm. They tried the the um the phosphoric acid or whatever it was in the bathtub and that one was a load of rubbish that would never eat through the bath or the um floorboards um but they tried that one and that one worked and one of the interesting things they pointed out is they were trying to figure out like they were saying some of these are tumbling and some of them there was one that was way up high and a couple that were really low and that actually made me go oh this makes sense that Walt might have actually been hit by something all of a sudden yeah right um even as unlikely as it might have been it yeah. was Possible, possible, yeah. Which okay, I thought right. was interesting. Um, anyway, I thought it was cool that Mythbusters did that. Yeah, it I was... did actually see it came up on my like recommended videos on like the side panel of YouTube. I didn't watch it though, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool little video. Check that out. Um, yeah, anything else? I, we've actually talked through this pretty well. Is there anything even about the finale in particular you want to talk about before we start making our way towards some more specific questions? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Did you... What do you think of, of Jesse killing Todd? I I mean, it's satisfying to see Todd die, but it's not the but, person I want to see Jesse kill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk yeah. about that for a second. It was one of the questions I had was just, Generally, were the endings for these characters satisfying? We've sort of talked through Walt explicitly about that whole redemption thing and whether that was satisfying or not. So let's ignore him for a second. 
Saul's ending. Yep, cool. He slimes his way out of his bad situation. He yeah, always would. Um, Skylar, where she ends up, and and well, Junior. Apart from the fact they're going to get the money later well, on. Well, I just find so many of the other characters' endings so inconsequential to like what the narrative is doing in those last couple of episodes. Like, it's not really about where they end up. It's how like Walt interacts with them. Yeah, it's about Walt's final yeah. goodbyes with them more than anything else. Like, so I, I don't really know how to like. I don't know if I have too much of an opinion we didn't, about it. It's true. We did. It's not like we got scenes like normally in an episode of Breaking Bad. We'll have Skylar scenes. Here's Skylar doing her thing. You know, whatever. Um, and it, the scene she got in the last episode was just her scene with Walt. It's not like we got to see where she was at, what was going on. Essentially, the same thing happens with Marie. I think well, it's, like, it's basically. I mean, from what I've gathered. Uh, it's basically what they said would happen to Skylar, is that she was kicked out of the house, and things were taken away from her. Yeah, exactly. It was all the things just saw said were going to happen. Exactly, and yeah, Flynn hates his dad. Life goes on. He's a, just a, you know, upset, shitty, yeah, teenager. teenager. I guess at the end of that, Holly is Holly. She's unaffected for the most part here, even though she's had some. That bit where the Nazis were in her room with the mask was like, oh god, mm. this kid's really scarred for life. Um, what other characters were there really that were interesting to? I mean, Hank died. Mm. Um, Gretchen and Elliot, they weren't big enough to really care about their endings. No. Jesse is the big one. I mean, all the Nazis died. Cool, whatever. Jesse is the other one. Uh, Jesse's the other Lydia's one. Lydia's death? Lydia's death. Um, they set up that they had the ricin to use and they found someone to use it on. I yeah. like that it was with the stevia. That was clever, I guess. Mm-hmm. How to get it in there. I'm not satisfied by it, though. I didn't care enough about her character for her to die that way. She died. Cool. Yeah I, yeah, I did not care about her at all. Didn't care. I, it was a way to just use up the ricin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the, what. What's annoying, right? I guess about those flash forwards now is that they build up this gun and they build up the stevia, and both those things are used to kill people. I don't care about. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't used in ways that emotionally affected me. Mm. They weren't. It's kind of the plane again, you know. They were there, but they didn't really. Yeah. They just were there to be, to be bait. They were never meant to be actually interesting when you got to them well i actually had a a question and then i researched it and then realized the question is kind of redundant but um when walt is on the phone um to gretchen and what's his face's people um and trying to figure out where they live and then he gets their address and he hangs up the phone and he leaves his watch behind on top of the pay phone Mm. i was like oh what does that mean it's like he's gonna die he doesn't need time anymore is there some like really big times up yeah big significance no, no, no. It was a continuity error. He, he wasn't wearing watch. a watch. So they had to show him taking his watch off. I was like, oh. kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's what Vince Gilligan said I, it was. I had a feeling that's exactly what was going on yeah. too. They had to actively show him getting rid of the watch for some reason because it was a continuity error. I felt that. that like, I didn't think about it. I didn't didn't bother me that much. It didn't seem all that significant. I didn't read I into it. I just thought it was going to come up later and it didn't. And then I wanted to know why it didn't. Was the watch why. significant at all? Like, is, Yeah, it, it was, was given Jesse to him by Jesse. Yeah. It also, when he all first people. got it, was a big, had ended an episode by being a, like a ticking time bomb to, or a ticking clock to a gunshot as yeah. well. And like, it was also like a, like when Walt and Skylar are, are at like one of their worst moments in their relationship when she said that like, she's just waiting for him to die. And he like, you know, points at the watch and says, the person who gave me this once wanted me dead too, but now he doesn't. So it was kind of like a, he's like, our relationship will turn into something else. Don't you worry. So it was significant 
in that moment it was significant simply because Jesse gave it to him. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a little scene in the. It literally last did it. Season doesn't mean anything. All the first, I think it's the first scene after the opening, the title sequence. They just put it in there to get rid of it, basically mm. for that reason. Yeah. I didn't think about it too much, but that makes sense. I think that feels exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what did we feel so about... So gratuitous though. Now I think about it like, <laughs> it's like, hey, here's the watch I'm taking off this yeah. on the next scene. Yeah, I'll place it on top of this. It's like, sure, show him doing it just in general. Don't make yeah. it you could that have broken obvious. it or something, exactly. trying to break like, into the car or something. Like, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't make it so obvious. Yeah, it seems strange that they would really make because a moment me, out of it. Exactly. Yeah. It made me think, oh, that's really... Like that's that's that means something. Like you could have traded it for something along the way. Oh, he's got too much money. There's no that's reason for true. him to trade things. It doesn't make any sense. He needs five extra bucks because he's both white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was something you want to ask another question. What do we think about? Um. Oh yeah. What What do we think about the woodshop scene with Jesse? I I quite like that. Although I we don't get a lot of fall for it? as well. No, I didn't fall for it. I was just like, oh my god, it's the box he talked about. That like that. One thing he liked doing. Yeah. That like the one moment in his life when he was, you know, doing something constructive and making something beautiful. Yeah. And then it's broken apart so, like, violently when we, like, see where he actually is. Let's... Okay, because this is what I want to get to. I want to talk about fates. But even in just in general, let's talk about what happens to Jesse from Ozymandias onwards. Where he gets captured by... This is, this is to me, the, my, the best character in the show. I'm not going to say my favourite character, but I'll say the character that I actively root for the most, even above Hank. He's the one who I care about the most. He's gone through so much shit. And in the last three episodes, he gets put in a hole and made to made to cook. And while I sort of understand what they might be going for them, this idea of him being trapped, I feel like they Jesse gets shunned in the last three episodes because of this. Mm-hmm. I think that sucks for that character that he didn't, wasn't able to be more actively involved in what was happening in the last three episodes. He gets... One scene where he, he almost escapes, which is cool, but it, it literally amounts to nothing. I think he has three lines in the last three episodes. Yeah. Which is sad. I'd for the For the, the co-main character of this show. And this is the problem with writing the show that the way that the writers did is they were put in a situation where they had to find something for him to do and, or able to get him to a point where he's going to meet up with Walt at the end because, of course, that has to happen and that's what we all want, but it's not done in a satisfying way. I just, it really sucks to me that, like you said, Walt is the one who goes to save Jesse again. I really, how much cooler would it have been if, more interesting if Jesse was the one who was pursuing Walt to some degree? Like, that's that's the end we want to see. And even if he still made the choice he made at the end, which we'll get to in a mm-hmm. second, if he was able to do that, it just, giving him some any agency at the end would have been good. He had none. Yeah. Zero agency at the end. Yeah, I mean... That was well, always, the last three episodes, I mean. That was always things like Walt felt, and maybe like often this was true, was that Jesse needed him. Mm-hmm. It would have been lovely that, you know, Jesse didn't need him towards the end of this. He didn't need him at all. He was doing his thing. He might have been hunting down Walt. He, who knows? But just like something a little bit different than once again, Walt saves Jesse and he expects Jesse to be really thankful for it. So let's talk about that specific moment then, mm-hmm. the moment where Walt gives him the gun and says, shoot me, and Jesse says, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me anymore. It is a cool moment. There's no doubt about it for me. You know what he does though? He does what he told him. He gets in a car and just drives. He says that 
Waltz. You just broke that moment for me. Thanks I'm for that. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but he did. Like that's what he says to him. He, he's sitting in his house, and in, I think he's either the first or the second episode of the second part, and he's like, you, when, he, "When he first says you killed Mike, yeah," mm. and he's he's trying to explain, he's trying to say, "Get out of here! Just just drive! Just just take the money! You've got the money! You can make a new life." That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, that's what he ends up doing. Unfortunately, the. I like that line. I think it's a really good line. I'm not going to do what you tell me anymore, or do do it yourself. You want you want yeah, want it done. Do it yourself. I'm not going to do it anymore. Is a great line. It's like I can see the victory there for Jesse, and yet I still just wish he killed him. Hmm. Especially especially because he knows about Jane now. That's the thing. If he didn't know about Jane, there's a part of me that wouldn't that would maybe believe more that choice that he made. But like. When I, Walt spits at you that I watched her die mm. and I could have saved her and I didn't, and we know how much she means to him. I'm even if he. Did, like, I, I think I would have preferred if, in that moment when Walt is like, you know, kill me, we didn't see that he already potentially has a mortal wound. Yeah, yeah. that too. Like yeah. that kind of undermines it because, like, Jesse sees that he probably is going to die, die anyway. soon. Yeah. Whereas if perhaps Jesse had stayed there with a gun pointed at his head and we hear the sirens come and we know that like the worst thing that Walt could conceive of is being caught, is being arrested, is being undermined by the law and perhaps by Jesse as well. And Jesse, and they just kind of like wait to see their fate together. Mm-hmm. That would have been way more satisfying to me than like, Jesse leaves and then Walt just like walks off and we know he's going to die anyway. Like mm. it just, it really did lessen it for me. That even, impact of like, no, you can like slowly die. Bye. Or even if um, Jesse picks up the gun, right? And Walt goes to say something and instead of Jesse listening to what he's saying, listening to his crap, just shoots him. Just, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, the gun, yeah. just shoots yeah. him. Yeah, totally. He goes away. to say, listen to me, boom. Yeah, it's listen like, to me. Yeah, he's dead. It's like, that would be satisfying. So satisfying. To me, me, that would be like the... If we have to go this far with the show, that would be the ultimate ending for me. Like, I really... That would be the most... I, I wrote in my notes. I'm just like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just kill him. Just do it. Because mm-hmm. this is going to make me feel whole is if, yeah, he kills him. Even just walk out. Just walk away. Just, just do it. Away. Because Jesse deserves to have that at this point. Exactly. And the fact that he doesn't is... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's again the show is Breaking Bad. You don't always get what you want. Sure, you know Hank doesn't get. It's like they didn't, well, end, they didn't end the song with that episode. With close that song. <laughs> almost did. It's uh, not. It's not house. So here's a very theoretical question: Would the show have been? Would you have been more satisfied with the way the show ended if the show ended where Ozymandias ends, which is literally Walt getting into the car um, to be taken to a new life, and you see that stray dog, or and then cut to black. Would would you have been? Would that have been an ending that you would have gone? It's obviously ambiguous. It leaves a lot of questions open. Not everything is answered. But, but, but all the things that happen in that episode are so epic, and it's just such a massive consequence for everything that's built. How the show's built to this point. Would you have been happy with that or not? I don't think I would have. been. Apart from the Jesse being captured. Bit, that's, yeah, that's the only bit I would be upset about. I think it would just alter Jesse's fate somehow. Mm. Mm. Uh, my answer would be yes if it was slightly altered. Um, yeah, I think I would have. If Jesse just wasn't under the car, he just got away during the gunfight. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he just wasn't there. He just, we saw him doing that bit where he's like getting out of the car because you see him start to do that, and then we just never see him again for the episode. 
Apart from him never having the confrontation about Jane. Or, or like, like he gets... He goes to the van or whatever? You see Walt get into that van, right? Stray dog or whatever. Goes to black. Comes back up and he's in Alaska. <laughs> it's just... Jesse is somewhere completely opposite the, where he wanted to go. That Jesse, Jesse got to be... Just got to be... Got to be... Got to get away where he wanted to be. Big theoretical questions. Obviously, and, yeah. Any other any other things you want to particularly discuss, details? So I wanted to... We've mentioned this earlier in previous podcasts about Breaking Bad. I want to talk about toxic masculinity and what the ending of this show means to what we've seen previously. So I was hoping that this show would ultimately be a critique of the male, like the male power fantasy and toxic masculinity. But the ending makes it seem like a celebration of those things. Um I read another article by Laura Hudson, which is called Die Like a Man, The Toxic Masculinity of Breaking Bad, which was, uh, I read it on Wired, I believe. And she writes, this model of manhood also requires control, not only over your own life, but over the lives of others. Think about all of the most iconic moments of the show, the badass lines that made us want to pump our fists, like, say my name, I am the danger. I am the one who knocks, I won. Every single time it's about dominance, not just about having power, but about taking power away from someone else. So, in the end, Walt is able to assert his will over others. He gives Flynn money. Sorry, <clears throat> he gives Flynn money despite his son saying that he will never ever want it. He's able to reconcile with Skylar and you know see his daughter again. He's you know able to save Jesse by killing a bunch of bad dudes. Um, and Laura Hudson continues on and writes. If we learned anything from the kind, brilliant Gale, it's that the Walter White who dies at the end of the show would have had no problem shooting the Walter White of the first episode in the head if he got in his way. When the nerd who was bullied becomes the bully, should we really feel a sense of satisfaction? Or should we take a deep, soul-searching look at the sort of system that makes underdogs like Walt feel like the only way they can be men is by destroying and dominating everyone else? And simply because of how it ends and... And maybe this is purely my opinion, but because it kind of does celebrate or make okay the choices that Walt has made that have affected and dominated and ruled the people around him, that it's, it is kind of celebrating that, like, that choice, that toxic masculinity, the, the bullied becoming the bully. I think there's a few things there that are interesting. Number one, just the the details you put in there about the fist pumping moments in those lines. Yeah. I didn't ever want to fist pump in those moments. No, nor did I. But I think generally, like a lot of audience members did. Is, is that because this is the question we had last time? Is like, is that true? Did people come away? Oh, from when this I was loving oh, yes. Walt White. Yes. Oh, that when sucks. I was reading so many articles, watching me. so many videos, this is Trump's America, read, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I that's kind of is in Absolutely. my notes. Is I wrote. Sorry, I'm just gonna. Look for it. Um, yeah, because I was listening to that going, no, I didn't. Mm. I hope people did. So, yeah, like in, yeah, just in my notes, it says, I remember before last week's show, Bron and I were discussing the character of Walt White and how his winning no matter what mentality was in direct opposition to our values. And we saw a correlation with an ideal that seems to be widely valued in Western culture now, particularly if you look at the outcome of the 2016 US US election. Yeah. And yeah, so I think those moments really are this pumping moments for a lot of people. When it's it's interesting because in a lot of the comments I read, um, in I can't remember 
Is it Ozymandias when Walt makes the phone call to Skylar and he's just like berating her for like yeah, not towing the, the line? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I read that as like that was pretty much verbatim what is in like the comments section regarding Breaking Bad and the decisions that Skylar has made. Um, is that right? Yeah. So that's scary as fuck. Super, super scary. So if that's a lot of your audience is feeling that way and you don't actively critique that so that it's obvious to them that that behavior is actually kind of fucked up. What is your message of this show? Was, was that behavior though not him trying to take blame? No, that's, that's, that's interesting. What it, that's, right. that's what it, it later is. Later on it goes yeah. on and I didn't realize that's at the time. That's how I watched it. Not, not, I see in the moment I was actually having, a, it was a really interesting moment for me watching the end of Ozymandias when he takes Holly and he's having that thing. I was like, it's like all of a sudden this show was turning into like, you know, you hear about these stories in the news where the dad like takes the kids and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, I was like, oh, this is really interesting seeing like inside the mind how someone gets so desperate they'll do crazy shit like that. And that conversation, I was misreading it, yeah. right? I was. Yeah. But I was interested in what he was doing. I thought I was actually seeing a part of yeah. Walt that he was denying this whole time come out. And him mm-hmm. when he's saying those things to Skylar even though he was crying, I misread it again, that he was actually saying that. But And later on was explained that he was trying to protect Skylar. It was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. clever and whatever. Yeah. Though I think like, yes, in the next episode following when he has said all these awful things to Skylar, it, it shows that he was actually like, he was doing that for Skylar. That's, so that, she's, that's what I mean. That's yeah. where the explanation is That's the from. thing. What he says to Skylar is overt, but it is actually how their relationship functions previously he's not really telling a lie he's just embellishing it to like a grotesque level that is true yeah yeah i think you're right yeah which is really which is what a lot yeah a lot of a lot of audience members see and they can justify it because walt justifies it and they never like attack that viewpoint which is extremely dangerous there i think i think there might uh I, I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. I, 100% and I agree. I'm going to come back to this in a second. Don't think that I'm diverting from the point or I'm disagreeing with you here. There, I do feel like though there is a moment where someone literally does say something along the lines of, and I can't remember who it is, but that he thought he was providing for his family when he was providing money. It might have even been Walt. I'm not sure. Someone says it and he's like talking about the idea of like the man's role in the in his family. And it was to provide... That's uh, Gus Fring brings that up. Oh, it was something this season. Too. Oh, this season. Sorry. I can't okay. remember who it was though. Um, I, it sucks that I don't remember the scene. I apologize for that. But someone I, I believe mm. is talking about that like he, yeah, he is doing... Oh, unless I read this somewhere and that Skylar would be say it when she was talking to Marie in the office? That he was like... Provo- yeah, he might have been Skylar. You might be right. That she's like trying to... And it it is the most overt... Maybe it was Walt on the video. That he was trying to provide for his family and do those yeah. sort of things, right? Whatever it was. There was a moment, it's become the most, because we've talked about how the it felt to me a lot of times, we always think about that bit where um, where he has the discussion with Flynn, Walt Jr. about the drinking thing, right, by the pool. Mm. And how like that was a really like, oh, toxic masculinity discussion. And it made yeah. us look at Hank and Walt and their you know personalities and all that sort of stuff. And that was, it literally got said, like, this is what he thought he had to do to be the yeah. father, man of the house. I was like, that is, that's not subtext anymore. It is text. You have said it. And I thought that was interesting. But even if it was addressed, which is, I think, what I'm trying to say here is 
teensy tiny addressed. You're right. The ending fucks it. It 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 undermines what should be a clear message of how this is bad by giving Walt the victory. Because mm-hmm. it does... Because he can rationalise that what he did was worth it or that it you know it wasn't for nothing, so can those audience members that... Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. the classic mentality of an abuser is like, I'm doing it for my family. You know, I, I did it so... I did it for you. That's why I did it. Like, I, I hit you because, like... You were hysterical. You were out of line, and now you know better. I did it for you. What about okay? Then just to again to be the devil's advocate here. What about the discussion where he does say, and I think we've already said why this was a little underwhelming anyway. But that his last conversation with Skylar, where he admits that he did it for himself, mm. um, he did it because he liked it. It made him feel alive, and all those sorts of things. Does that go some of the way to at least addressing that problem? That- I don't think so because I think in a lot of like the comments I read it was very much like a man should be allowed to do what he likes to do. And it's like him admitting that he likes to do it isn't really a counter-argument. Because you don't think he was really apologetic or sympathetic? I think he was just finally being truthful. But that which is different to being like, or looking for repentance. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where the last couple of episodes are real problematic because it's either I have a hard time believing he got to this point of trying to be re- of redemption or aiming for redemption that he might have been. I have a problem thinking that anything that he did was redeeming. I have a problem even if that's not the case. Even if I just don't think the show does come away with a clear message or position on some of this stuff is the problem. And that's the bit that is dangerous, I guess, or... Yeah, is problematic. It's I think I think there's probably an argument for a lot of different versions of what it means, but but it's so but there is no clear final message on it. And if that's what it was if that's what it wanted to do, I guess mission accomplished, but yeah, the problem is that it can be sending it because Walt White for some people was a character that was worth cheering on, yeah, that's really dangerous that you couldn't really put a nail in that mm-hmm. problem. That's really interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. I can't believe we almost moved on. <laughs> no worries. I'm nodding. Good. Liam <laughs> nods. Liam nods. <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode of the show by far. And that's fine. I think this... Is it? I think... I'm, well, I, by the time we get through it, I think it will be. But I think that's fair. I mean, we're coming up to the finale. We're trying to wrap up our thoughts on Breaking right. Bad. I was, I was about to ask, like, oh, maybe we should, like, split it into two bits. I'm like, oh, no, we've already done that for this season. Never mind. Yeah. I'm glad we did that. Imagine not tr- The Hobbit. Imagine if we tried to do all of this, all of season five, yeah. parts one and two in one episode, would have been impossible. Yeah. I'm glad we've done this We would this have one. missed so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, we could have done it. It, would just, it wouldn't be as good. It would have just ended up being a conversation about the ending though, unfortunately. Yeah, true. Um, okay, let's start getting into some specific questions. I've got a lot of stuff here, so we'll, we'll try and keep it moving where we can. Favorite and least favorite episodes. We do this every... Of the season. Episode, of this season specifically, I want to know. Damask, I'll start with you. I think my answer is going to be the same as everyone else's answer. a good chance it will be. <laughs> it's Ozymandias. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, although I don't really care. Um, yeah, so we get that Jane reveal that we have wanted for so long, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, we see the moment where Walt loses his family, which is like a consequence that I have wanted for so long. Yeah. Whether that lasts till the end of the season – doesn't matter purely in this episode yep. really satisfying yeah, it was just a beautifully constructed episode 
And like I said earlier... In so many ways. Yeah, exactly. And I would have been happy for... Maybe with slight alterations, if it was the final episode, I would have been happy if it was the final episode, which says a lot. What about you guys? I'll ask Liam. What was your favourite episode? Absolutely agree. <laughs> uh, for instance, my favourite moment, I think, in that episode is when he is... That moment when he come, when he's at the house and Skylar and and Flynn come home, come home. Flynn, it's just, it's just the name I think is. It's is, awful. Um, come home and then that, that confrontation when when he mm-hmm. when Flynn stands up to him and yeah, yeah that's incredible. That, that incredible moment and that 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 shot mm-hmm. specifically. I even love like the moment before the like full on confrontation where Skylar's just like. Where's Hank? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, like saying all this other stuff. And he's like, you know, I've got $11 million in like the car. Like, let's go. Just like, no, no, no. Where out, yeah. is Hank? Yeah. And there's, so, there's just details in, in even those two shots, right? Of like the acting is incredible there. And Brian Cranston trying to, and Walt trying to like think his way out of this. He's trying to figure out what he can say that will get them doing what he wants to do. But then just like they keep cutting between these pretty extreme close-ups to the two. And he is freaking filthy. Yeah. Filthy, dirty, and she is bright white clean. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you can just feel like, yeah, his position in this scenario. Oh, it's visually, it really, it really showed as well. Like, um, not, not that that scene specifically, but that episode really showed how far he's come for me. And it would be, and if it was a very final episode, that first scene with the flashback and him mm. concocting tr- that concocting first how, lie. Yeah, how he's yeah. going to talk and how where he's rehearsing he's it. Rehearsing yeah. it, and yeah. then and she just rolls over it because he doesn't. She. Because if you say it naturally, right, yeah. it's not going to be a big deal. And oh, then, yeah. That was a, something I didn't like. When he's taking the gun out of the soda machine, which we never knew was there and all that sort of stuff. That's a weird place to put the gun, right? I also in just can't believe space. that Skylar didn't see right through how fucking suspicious he was being in that moment. So no, like, she did, didn't she? No, later on he does something that's suspicious and she says, I'll roll with it now. That one, she was just like, whatever. Ugh, I don't know, I yeah, I'll roll with the gasoline thing. Oh, the I'll gasoline see, thing he, she rolled yeah, right. with. I, I, like, maybe I just read into it that like... She clearly knew that he was full of garbage, mm. but um, just like, well, it's just another one. Like, whatever. Like, that was let two him episodes. do. That's two, three episodes earlier. That's I'm not saying. I'm not saying yeah, about yeah, Aussie yeah. Mandy's. Oh, I'm right. just talking in general about lies and stuff like that. Because right. you, that was. I agree. That moment, that flash back, was really interesting. Except, I think it painted him as un, incorrectly happy. I he seemed like the whole "I love you" moment. Their little sweet thing. I don't remember them in episode one. I know they were like contentish, maybe, but I don't remember them being that sweet or happy with each other. The I love you was like, this is almost a little too sweet. It mm. seemed a little too rosy from what I remember the start of the show being. He had been diagnosed with cancer at this point, and like, I just don't know. I just, just seemed a bit overdone. Yeah. Not. Big enough to be a problem. Yeah. Sorry, Liam, I interrupted you. Oh, but yeah, that 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 showed. I really liked how that showed how far he's come. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and what kind of, and even though when he, and he gets back to that corner, usually he can he can you know roll with it, but it, it gets out to that point later on in that scene where she's like, "Where is Hank? He's dead. Hank's dead." And then he he snaps and he's yeah. like, I, "I tried to save him," and he's he's yelling. It's just oh, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I just, I read this little tidbit on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like in the first episode, Hank like hangs up his pants and then like they fly off when they're like driving. Yeah. Apparently, um, after like the episode after Ozymandias, when he's like rolling his barrel of money, yeah, he rolls it past his pants. Oh, yeah. his pants <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. 
cute little thing. Um, Easter so, eggs. Mm-hmm. Broad, what was your favourite episode? My favourite episode was the first episode of the season. <laughs> 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 I sure. What a twist. <laughs> yeah, my favourite episode was the very last episode. Uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan right up here. No, of course it was Aussie Man. Like, we've talked about it at yeah. length. There's just no way around it. I... I Literally, literally believe not only is it the best episode of the season, best episode of the show, it is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, it is one of the greats. No way around it. Hmm. What about... That's interesting what you just said, but yeah. I know. Yeah, you yeah. know. That's all right. <laughs> Least favorite episode. I'll start this time. Um, my least favorite episode is a tie. Oh, I thought we couldn't do that, Brian. Yeah, whatever. I'm hmm. going fast and loose now. We should just throw these rules out. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Let's have a top five episode, guys. <laughs> top eight. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, least favorite episode. I'm going to say it's a tie between episode 11, Confessions, and episode 12, Rabid Dog, because they both have this problem of being involving convenience and luck a lot. It's like it's trying to get the plot to a certain place, particularly with... Hank and Jesse trying to nail down Walt. And it just, it leans on a couple of tire. Like, it just, it isn't as smart as it's think it thinks it's being. It's the, the thing is, I liked so many of these episodes. It's just that they both had a couple of weaknesses in the plotting. It was, it was the middle of the season. They had somewhere to go. Yeah, it I, wasn't I, egregious. I agree, with you. I agree with you. It's just, it's one of the, it's those episodes. It's the, it's the more plot driven, like, just move it along. So many of them had great. Great like, moments. And even great, especially great cliffhanger endings. I think Confession ends with Hank about to talk to Jesse in the mm. in the interrogation yeah. sale. Rabid Dog, I can't remember how that one ends. But most of these episodes were ending with a lot of momentum, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So I would just I kept wanting to keep watching. They just, they were... They not, did their job. But they did their just, job. I mean, they won't stand out in the way that And they Osmandis. were better than 99% of shows on television. Absolutely. Still. They were just the weakest episodes this season, I if thought. You have to pick a, a work, like a, your least favorite yeah, episode. Liam. That, no, I completely agree with you uh, oh, in, okay. in that. That's what I was saying. Um, this is weird. We never agree. Uh, well, I'm sure we will disagree at some point. Possibly. Fight, I disagree. Fight, we do fight. agree. <laughs> <laughs> to mask. Mine's actually episode 15, Granite State. Granite State? Why, um, why Granite State? I really didn't see any reason for him... Like, there was no, like, transformation. There was no metamorphosis that I wanted for him to be, like, the reason that he goes back or, like, I, I needed something and it didn't give it to me. Because um, um, I think there's two things posited that might cause him to come to action in that episode. Was that he's slowly dying? No, because he was always dying. That's, that's actually a criticism I've read a lot is that, like, the idea that he is dying or is running out of time is never a good motivator because it was never a problem for him in the yeah. past. But the... Um, the death just isn't a, a massive. It's the if he doesn't succeed is the problem. He'd already succeeded by the time. Yeah, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The the bit in the cabin where he's like lonely is kind of one. You know, he asks the the guy who got him there to mm. stay for like I'll give you another ten thousand dollars if you stay for two hours. Is like that's his missing connection with people. I guess it's not really well explored at all. No. And then the other one is he sees Gretchen and Elliot on the TV. TV. And you're like, oh, he's finally going to get... He's feeling like 
he's getting that sense of the world is shit on me sense mm. back and he's going to go back to action again because this is what Walt White always does yeah. and he's going to get his revenge on the first people that really fucked him over the place where his life went to shit but that's not where it goes and that's not necessarily a bad twist but it just means that he's doing what he was always doing he didn't change yeah well I mean like yeah and that twist isn't in Granite State that's, that's true too yeah, yeah good point final I mean, I did enjoy the line where he's going through the DVDs and he's like, Mr. McGorham's wandering, pour him two, two copies. copies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was good, but it was... I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not a big movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like time, like apparently like so much time had passed and he's just in this cabin. It's pretty stagnant. And it also has that scene, which I hate, which is when... Andrea leaves her, like walks out of her house, which I really don't like. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me at all, which is rare for this season when so many like like episodes were like, holy shit, this is what I want out of a final season. This, that, do you like my song? That was beautiful. Thank you. The, it's a cover written. You may not be able to put that in the podcast. Oh, no. The, there's the Andrea scene as well. The thing that's egregious about that is not just because of, you know, what happens to Andrea and we could make lots of discussion there. It's just that they had nothing for 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 Jesse. Jesse to do. So they just gave him a, something really awful to happen to yeah. him. Like, oh, something worse. this woman you're, die. Yeah, you're in a mm. shit situation. It's not like, do we really need to add that to the fact that he was being held hostage to make, like held as a prisoner to make meth and being kept in a cell, like in a, a hole in the ground. Yep. Do we really need to add that Andrew was yeah. killed too? And there was also like way too much like Todd and Lydia, like I do not care. Yeah, don't these, care. these scenes I don't go, care go for away. at all. I don't care about either Oh, of the Todd characters. Lydia stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, like as much as I enjoy Todd, yeah, I didn't need those scenes. No. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a this good, that's season good. I really liked. So, it's just, it's nitpicking really, was it, but. Was the episode just a way to show off Aaron Paul's guns? And balancing skills because he did when he was that annoyed. No, that annoyed me so much because he's balancing in the middle of the cell. Why wouldn't you lean it up against the wall? Have so it's stability, and then you can like grab it, like grab the bars with your arms, and then use your legs up against the wall to like grip the bars with your legs as well. It made no sense. It made me very angry. Yeah, and thought about that until right now. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a way to show off his guns. Yeah. Also, in Ozymandias, <laughs> when they do, like, the flashback at the start of, yeah. like, their first cook, I was like, this is really, really good. It's a shame that Aaron Paul's put on quite a bit of chunky meat that he does not look anything like he did in that first yeah. season. They really impressed me, though, being able to go back to those characters as well, those those personalities. Yeah, who they were. Who mm. they were. Yeah. And it's like, that's some great acting. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt those Good job, guys. I'm Jesse just in the background hitting stuff. <laughs> with, <laughs> with an antenna. Just like, yeah. Just a little boy, yeah. Okay, next question. Out of five stars, what would you score this season? Liam, go. 4.5. 4.5? I mean, I love the season. I mean, and it's it's one of the best seasons. But again, that ending, those last two episodes is that 0.5 for me. So we started this podcast with you saying that you had a specific feeling about this show when you first watch it, then you watched it the second time and you felt better about it. Mm-hmm. After us discussing it, are you back to where you were? Well, I think it's clearer now to what my, what my real feelings were. Okay. Like, I think there was, yeah, watching it again, I, I think I understood it more, but I don't think I liked it as much. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah? yeah cool. Like it was, it's, it, yeah, exactly. And, and being able to discuss it is definitely, I have never had that. 
I've never, You've never I, had that with Breaking I've Bad. You've never had, had anyone to, to talk about Only it. Only you, and you haven't watched it. Like, you're the person I talk to about this stuff <laughs> oh, with. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm such a I bad feel big like, brother. I feel like I'm Walter White in that cabin by myself, <laughs> and you're the guy that comes around every month. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, not, not, not many people. Like, have I actually had sat down and have a conversation with? So, Damask. How would you rate it out? Yeah, I'd give it a 4.5, exactly for the reasons we've discussed particularly in those last two episodes that kind of detract from where I wanted the season to go. Mm-hmm. I would give it also a 4.5, which puts it on par. So we'll do rankings in a second. Where does this rank as seasons go? I can't remember my rankings. That's a fine. I'll just talk. Where where would you... Do you have a favourite season, Liam? I guess I'll ask quickly. Season three. Season three is your favourite season? So for me, this is 4.5, which makes it equal with season three and season five, part one, they're all 4.5, but my favorite would be season three. My second favorite would be this season. Second half? Second half of season five. Then it would be part one of season five. Mm-hmm. And then season two, season four, season one in that order. Yeah, it's season one is definitely the lowest. Anyway, you guys can't rank them, so that's fine. Um. Well, yeah, my favorite was the first half of... That was your favorite. You gave that it was five that was stars. five stars. Yep. Um, and I think season four was, I, pretty sure my least favorite. I think it was. Yeah, yeah even I below really season didn't like one. that. Okay, quick thing I wanted to do as well. A little bit of a prediction recap. A uh, friend of ours who's been listening through the uh, through the podcasts <laughs> informed me that he was quite astounded by some of the predictions we had made in particularly the first I and don't second season. Any this is that okay. we'd gotten right. I want to talk about this because I went back and listened to them and I think there's a few things to comment on here that I appreciate his praise that we got some of these right, but I also think that they weren't necessarily hard to predict because some of them I think are obvious story places. If you're writing a story, this is where you want your story to go. So we predicted things like you predicted that Skylar, A, we predicted the family would find out and become involved with the business. You specifically thought it would be on the accounting side, which he did, mm-hmm. and also that they would need to get a front a business to front their money laundering. That all happened. Mm-hmm. We predicted that Hank was going to die. That was that was definitely going to happen. We predicted that Walt would die at the end, which is debatable, but I think that's fair. We predicted that at some stage, Jesse and Walt would have to become adversarial. That seems obvious. That's just from a story perspective. It had to happen. We predicted that... Um, Jesse would have to find out that Walt killed Jane at some stage. Again, I think that just had to happen. Nothing's re- like as much as I'm happy that we got those things right. They were more just like reading, laying the land, and and sort of seeing the tracks before they. They weren't big predictions. We didn't predict that like aliens were going to show up in the fifth season right. or something like that. You know what I mean? I remember in it's weird when they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things listening to podcasts, right? Yeah, because I listened to the first. I, I listened to the podcast, right? And one of my favorite things was listening to you guys talk about things and going, that's so interesting what you think about that right now because your your opinion is going to change or whatever. Like, for instance, when Mike first shows up and you guys couldn't remember Mike's name, like, who is this? This, Mike's cool, but I don't know who this Mike character (laughs) is. And then then again, like, oh, Mike, right? (laughs) It's like how... He's our boy. And he's our boy. It's like so funny. Listen, what... Yeah, listening to you guys well, listen to it without knowing what's going to happen. I hope that's what this podcast can provide people yeah. is that you, if you've watched the shows already, then you can just sort of enjoy us enjoying it for the, or experiencing remember, it for the first time. I remember being frustrated listening to the first first episode of the first season going, oh, you guys just don't know what's happening. You guys are going to love this show by but, the end of it. But, but yet, that was what, yeah, that was you. what you had. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know that's what I had though, right? And But 
in retrospect, yeah, looking, right. listening yeah. to you guys talk about it, I'm like, I was like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, it's I the thought condescending shake the of the head that we like, all do yeah, when we know right. better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I became a snob and I know I'd been you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a question for you, Brod, which Ooh. is, I believe in the first episode, we both spoke about how we had been spoiled for things that happened. Yes. And I want to know if your spoilers were true because mine wasn't. No, mine wasn't either. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought the, the the spoiler that I had, we talked about it at one stage. It might not have been... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had very general impressions, I think, about mm-hmm. how things ended up. I just had a feeling that, and that gave me a sense that I knew how the show was going to end. Um, Wait, you had a feeling or you were spoiled there's, for something? There's two, th- there's two oh, things okay, to consider right. here, right? So there was one that I'd like... Just because through osmosis, because everyone was talking about it, I felt like I'd been spoiled a little bit on the end. I think I'd definitely seen images of Walt and Jesse in that final room towards yeah, the I end, had, right? Yeah. I, I just, that image, seeing, I'm like, I've seen that moment. Almost, I actually thought that was going to be the flash forward we were going to see at the start of season five. When it wasn't, I was like, oh, cool, interesting. Um, because it was so prolific, I kept seeing it. Even, you know, I wasn't actively trying to avoid it because I didn't watch the show, but it kept coming up. And it didn't really give anything away from me, which is good. Um, I thought I knew some things there. But the big thing that I thought had fucked me over was I watched an SNL sketch that had Brian Cranston pretending to be Walter White. It was about Trump appointing like these people into his cabinet. That's right. You tell me not to watch it. And yeah. not to watch it because I thought I'd been spoiled because in that thing, he says he faked his own death. And like, I thought that must be how the show ends, that like we think he's dead, but then we find out in the final twist that he faked his death. Mm. Right. And so I thought I'd been fucking spoiled. Right. I hadn't. It was okay. Yeah. Um, they were just trying to explain how he looked like he died at the end of the season, but he hadn't. Mm. See, um, my, my yeah, spoil... Try basing your, your understanding of the show on an SNL sketch. Oh, it's, just, <laughs> like, it's just been so... Like, if it's been so long since the show came out that they could have said anything that would have been a spoiler in it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know, yeah. you know? Yeah. My spoiler was, like, when the series ended, I was back when I was on Tumblr... Um, and I was just like scrolling through and obviously like there was heaps of Breaking Bad stuff, but I had no context for it. So whatever. Um, it was I don't... Jesse and Walt being shipped. Is that, that's what these stories oh, yeah, were? Yeah, just, <laughs> like when they finally get together. Just it's heaps Tumblr. of like slash fiction. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah Jolter. <laughs> Jolter. Um, no, it was, so it was the image of Jesse pointing the gun at Walt. So it was like two pictures, like one on top of the other. So it was the picture of, first one was, yeah, Jesse pointing the gun at Walt. And then the one below that was Walt lying on the ground. Uh, so I just, I was like, oh yeah, so Jesse kills Walt. That's the end. So that was my spoiler, but that's not what happened. Does that, do you think that painted your impression of where you wanted the show to go or that you were expecting that to happen? So you were looking forward to that to some degree? No, I don't even know if I was looking forward to Jesse killing. No, I, I just figured that like, that seemed like the inevitable, like, that's how it would end. So, I didn't really... I just wanted justice no matter what it looked like. Yeah. Sure. Or, like, my version of justice, yeah. Winkman. Sorry. There's <laughs> <laughs> another shipping name. I, just... I like Winkman. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk just general stuff about the show for a second. Do we have a particular favourite character from the show? Is there someone that you would... Might... I mean, obviously Saul... Saul is my favourite character in terms of I really like, like he was really entertaining whenever mm-hmm. he was in the show. You know, it was always a good scene when Saul was yeah. in the scene. Um, I think ultimately though, Jesse's the one that I cared the most about. And that's the way he was designed to be, but I think they did that really well. I think my favourite character was 
Mike. Though. Mike was. Mike. Mike is an excellent character. Yeah, I think he's yeah he's he's got a lot of stuff you just don't know, as well. Like there's so much more to him than what you you get at the beginning, right? And mm. there's, there's so much more behind him. Yeah, it's, like and and his and the, his death oh, I was so angry. Like I've never had a more I wasn't more upset with anyone's death in that show more than I was with Mike's. And I'm so pissed off. I yelled at the screen. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar reaction. Oh, well, well my notes had all cap <laughs> like, in it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I d- it's hard for me to have like a favorite character because I struggled with connecting. Favorite's with, a bad word. Yeah, probably with use. like a lot of them. Um, I really, really, really liked Hank. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him. Surprising amount considering... Where we started. Yeah, where you guys were at the start, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. I I can't not give the writers incredible credit for what they do with Mm -hmm. that character considering how I was not on board at all with him in season one. Dean Norris. That's his name, right? Dean Dean Norris. Norris. Guy deserves a lot of props there, as do the writers, of course. Do we have a particular moment? Do we have a favourite moment in the entire show? There's a lot to consider. I think there's a lot of excellent moments in here. I, I think some of the ones that people reflect on a lot aren't my favorite moments. I'm surprised that I am the one who knocks is such a big deal. Yeah. As much I agree. As, I, as much as I like that scene, that line is, and it's well delivered. No, I don't think it doesn't that's the mean best line much. in that scene though. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. Uh, Which is, um, well, oh, I, it's Skylar and she's, she says, I'm protecting this Someone family. has to protect this family from the person who's protecting this family or whatever right. it was. Like, I, I prefer that line. Yeah, totally. I agree. It is a better line. Some of my favourite moments have been moments of just out of nowhere for me. Like, for instance, when... And it's not even like a big character that dies, but when... Um, now I'm thinking about Brock. Mm. Brock's the one who kills... No, it's Brock's brother. Brock's brother. Brock's brother, brother right? that kills that, him, yeah. That moment... I remember watching that and then seeing the kid ride up on the bike and then just mm. shoot him and shoot him again and then and then everyone run, he runs right. It's like mm. that. I was watching it going, "Fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like that, that was really full on. Yeah, that was full on. Like that's 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 a that's a TV a film moment in TV that I'll remember for a very long time. Is that moment? Yeah, and and then also the ending of season three, which is just. I think I think yeah, Jesse killing Gale will go down as the most pivotal and important. Scene like that's that to me sums up the show at its best mid stream anyway. As the show is going along, that was its finest moment. Like it's hard. I can look at there are so many moments in Ozymandias again that you could just say is the best moment. Um, although you keep talking about the the altercation between Skylar and Walter in the house. Or Honestly, those there's just the, there's two the shots de- that I just see and I'm like oh yes mm. like that's it's it's gone to that point that shot where where Flynn is <laughs> holding his arm in front of Skylar yeah and she's sort of sitting there and they're both on the ground and Walt is realizing the monster he's becoming that in that regard yeah. right and then there's there's a shot where it's sort of it's sort of tracking back mm-hmm. pulling out and sort of pulling in on on Walt can I just quickly talk about another like off track a little bit here, but another great camera thing where there was a lot of good stuff in this season too. The show has never been better technically than this season, I don't think. In the final episode, there's the cool moment where Skull is on the phone to Marie and oh, then it yes. tracks across and we find mm. that... I remember that watching that for the first Walt time. was in there the entire time. But even after that, what I liked is the show has a lot of times done a great job of framing 
the position of Walt and Skylar, sorry, showing the position of Walt and Skylar to each other emotionally by how they frame a shot. So there'll be scenes where they'll be sitting on a couch together and there'll be a gap between them and they're fighting. Or then there'll be a similar shot, but they'll be on completely separate chairs this time and it'll be looking down the hallway so the chasm between them is bigger than ever, right? This one, I love this. They take that pole and they put it squarely between the two of them. There's not a chasm anymore. anymore. There is an impenetrable wall between them. Like They are Mm. so divided now. There is nothing connecting them anymore. It is just... It, they've been split in two in mm-hmm. that shot. I just Absolutely. thought it's cool that they could finish off that motif in that last episode. I loved that. On yeah, from that technical, that cinematic language, they were able to still roll with that. I love that. So funny from someone who I, I I very much okay. For me, as someone who makes film and TV, or whatever, mm-hmm. watching some of the early stuff in Breaking Bad and how technically bad it was. Like there is moments where there's like the camera is so shaky and everything grainy. I'm just like, this show makes me think I can get a show on TV. But <laughs> also, it, it's like, but then where it gets to mm-hmm. as well, like especially Osmandius or whatever, or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Technically, this show grew as much as you know. Yeah, technically, it grew technically as much as the as the story progressed. The story progressed, yeah, sure. And it's, yeah, it's, that's awesome to see anyway my my official answer on favorite moment is going to be gail's death mm-hmm. i just think mm. that was excellent what about you to ask well it's hard for me to decide between gail's death because i really needed like a moment to myself after that like it was because like the moment when like jesse has to like betray his own self his own idea of self for walt mm-hmm. is really heartbreaking but i but then i i think about Jane's death because yeah. that was me being like oh okay this show yep oh, okay yeah, yeah. No, I just completely forgotten about that moment yeah. and that moment of him of Walt, of Walt making that decision mm. to not do anything yeah uh. it's yeah no I, I love that moment too and again that's why season 2 made a big big dent mm. or made a big strides towards me liking the show as yeah. much as I do now Um, yeah it's, it's an excellent moment I I don't. I guess Walt's choices are less interesting to me than Jesse's choices mm-hmm. for some reason. Because just because, as I said last episode, we were talking about Breaking Bad. Jesse's choices. Oh. Uh, sorry, Walt's stop surprising me. Stop surprising me quite early. What he's capable of. Right. See, at that point, he. You're right. I was that, still. That was one yeah. of the big defining moments. I mean, that me. was like the hook. Okay. Yeah. Me. Cool. I don't like. It's it's hard for me to think of like a favorite moment. I mean, whether it's like because favorites are really difficult kind of. Worse, I will, but I mean, re- is, yeah. I will rephrase yeah. those. I mean, I really enjoyed like this the scene where Walt and Skylar are fighting, and she just says, "You." And he's like, "You know, what's your plan? What's your plan?" And she's like, "I don't have a plan. I'm not like you. I'm I'm waiting." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Waiting for what?" He's like, "For the cancer to come back." I loved that moment because I needed Walt to know how much Skylar hated him, and how like she yeah, she doesn't have a plan, but you're going to die. And that was some sort of like vindication for me, which I liked. There are lots of like scenes of Walt and Jesse cooking on it or just people cooking meth as well that are beautifully shot and really well edited and the music's really effective that you could just go, mm, I'll take that scene and watch that, you know. That scene with, day or something with like Walt that. and Gail becoming buddies <laughs> in when they first like start making yeah. science yeah. bros. Together. Yeah, like besties, BFFs. 
We, it, it, we are spoiled with riches when it comes to, yeah, it, there's a lot to choose from when it comes to great moments in the show. Mm. Um, if you could change one thing. Season four. A, about the show, what would it be? Season four. Season four, ending of season four. Not yeah. the not anything at the end there with how Jesse's stuff ends or... Yeah, I think I would have, I would change the ending. I think that's my biggest problem with the show. And I've said that from... You said that for you said that since you told me to watch the show. Exactly, is that, yeah, I wasn't very happy with the ending. Yeah, and I think that's if if I had one criticism, it's if I had if I had to do if I had to change something, it would be that, and I would make that more satisfying. I think I think it. Yeah. I I I think I could even I, I'm actually a, sorry. What was that? Change the beginning of the show, make me want to watch it rather than <laughs> like than not watch it for so long, like. I don't know if I could go back and watch the first season. It's pretty arduous. Like, for a show that ends up so well, knowing how good it gets, right? Yeah, it takes a long it time. Takes a long to time, get... and and if even if it's just getting more people into the show and more people watching it, like mm. if those those first six episodes were what the show becomes from the beginning, I know it's it's very it's. It, yeah. It has to start somewhere, right? But as much as I agree with that the first season could be improved, that especially agree that the ending of season four is rubbish. It's oh it it doesn't yeah, it doesn't take the experience too much. It tainted those seasons a lot. I was angry and upset at those things at the time. I kind of agree with you though. I think I, there are elements about the ending I would change, specifically maybe Walt's what Walt accomplishes in the last mm. episode really frustrates me because I think mm. it because I think that is I don't think those other things are fatal blows if that makes sense and this yeah, is me right. saying I still love the show mm. but the ending does so much to define everything that comes before it to define mm-hmm. what the show ultimately is that that discussion we had before you've freaking convinced me about how muddled its message is mm. um, because of where they take Walt and what they let him get away with and do um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the ending, it made me go, well, what is the thesis? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what it is, and that's concerning. Because uh, it seemed like I knew what the show was mm. for a long time there, and I understand. I, I don't... Yeah, I, I can't begrudge the show for wanting to be a bit more ambiguous in some ways to, to leave us with questions and things to ponder on. That's fine. Um, that's, yeah, go, you do what you want to do there. That's, that's cool. It doesn't have to be a neat package, but yeah, when it's all of a sudden, I'm just like, wait, what was, what were you telling me this entire time? Um, and you've you've confused me and taken the pulled the rug from out of me. That's a problem. Season four, I, I, that ending sucks. But the next episode went a long way to fixing mm. the big problems I had. It would, it just more sucked. Like I think I was saying at the time, if you move those episodes. Um, or ended that season in a different place, it wouldn't have hurt so much because it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a season finale. Yeah. It's just because of where it was sitting, it left such a sour taste in my mouth at the time. Mm-hmm. You put it in context of the entire show, it's a weak moment, but we moved past it and it didn't make the ending of season, you know, it didn't make Ozymandias any worse. Yeah, that's true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's my perspective on mm-hmm. that anyway. Very simple question. Do we think it is the or one of the greatest TV shows that has ever been made? It's where I was getting been to. Made. Yeah. Um, I think it 
personally think he deserves to be up there. Yes, definitely. I think it does a lot of things very, 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 very well. There is a lot to admire about the show. And if you put it in context of when it came out as well, um, obviously we're watching it out of time. So that does change things a little bit, but I can certainly see why it was so beloved. If it was on now, I don't think it would get quite as much attention as it did at the time. Um, but no, I can definitely see, especially when you look at things like Aussie Mandy, especially when you look at just the writers take some shortcuts sometimes, but they are also really, really, really acrobatic and flexible at times. They pull off some amazing stunts. It's incredible to me that things like, even though I didn't find them wholly satisfying, the ricin paid off, that we got that moment where where Jesse found out about what happened to Jane, where there are so few questions. I don't think I've got any real questions left up in the air. Everything, it's, it's almost too neat. It's so well done. Um, it's pretty incredible they were able to pay off so much of what they set up, unlike a show like Lost or something like that. Exactly. When I when I think of a TV shows, and we're saying is it is it one of the best, right? Mm. As a whole, yes, I think it's as a whole it it finished when it needed to finish. Mm-hmm. It it didn't drag itself on. It yeah, didn't definitely. keep going because there's a lot to admire. They, they made it. the yeah. choice to to stop it when they did, and for that reason, it it feels like a whole. Story. Yeah. It's, it it's maintains done. its creative integrity exactly. throughout, which is kind of a rare more, these days. Exactly. Yeah. A lot more than you can say for a lot of the things. And yeah. And even if the story, there are problems with the way you find that ending and the way that redefines the story for you, there's so many other things along the way to admire. All those little moments, all that, the great characters, the great acting, the great cinematography, the whatever it is, there is so much in there to admire. It deserves the praise it gets. Yeah. I definitely think it, it deserves its place in history. Yeah. I think it's great. I don't think it's the greatest. I'm not saying I don't think it's the greatest either. Yeah. It's I mean I'm, yeah, I'm just clarifying because in many a article I read, it was written as the the, oh, the opinions yeah. whether it is the greatest television show that's ever existed. No, and that's obviously that. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> it's I honestly it's, think that's a better show though. It's it's honestly for me Breaking Bad is one of those shows that lets the TV that we're having now like it. You can it, see you can how see this it, was a predecessor exactly, to some it things was, like we have now. Exactly. It, it, it House of Cards doesn't exist without Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones doesn't exist without Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like like yeah. It's, 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 it's one important. of the reasons that we have the golden age of television, the second golden age of television or whatever. Mm. It was. I, I think yeah. it was in that like nice little... It's a, it's a stepping stone. I mean, because we like obviously predating Breaking Bad with like the Sopranos and yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just like that slow step to now we have like such a huge amount of great television... Um, we're coming to the point now where Hollywood is everyone's trying to get on TV now, yeah, exactly. rather than trying to be into movies. I mean, I think it's become the superior form of storytelling. Absolutely, exactly. and, and yes, this is a show that you can is part of that, as you said, that yeah. stepping stone to get to that stage. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad was certainly on the way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, a respect for the medium was brought because of a show like this. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, would we recommend this show? And. To who? Is this something you would recommend to everybody? Nah, uh, this is a big joke. Um, just wanted you to waste your time. JK! <laughs> yes, obviously. To everybody? There's... Not to everybody. No, to to people that I know that appreciate it. For instance, you guys. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say to my niece, hey, you should watch Breaking Bad. But to... I would when she's old enough. Yeah. If I thought she was totally. interested in that stuff. We've I've given her enough Pixar Ain't movies. And you like meth? I've got a show <laughs> for you. Yeah. To my meth, my friends, my meth addicts uh, in the hometown. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, that definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people I would recommend it to, and it's like it's one of those shows. I'm like, have you watched Breaking Bad? And people mm. say, no. I'm like, at least try. Yeah. And push through that first, however many episodes. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it as to to people who really enjoy television in the way like they get nerdy about it. I would recommend it to those people. Just be like, just watch it because it is a stepping stone. Just kind of like see its like place in like where television is now. Mm-hmm. There's some beautiful stuff in there, beautiful direction, cinematography, all that stuff. It's really amazing script writing for, for those things. I I wouldn't recommend it in the way that I recommend The American Office, which is like I gush at people like, oh my God, I love this show. Please watch it. Yep. it. It would be a different kind of recommendation. Are you going to yeah. do that? Are you going to watch The Office? It's on the list. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably going to be... I'm 100% uh, going to yeah. be there. <laughs> I'll be there in every episode, yeah. every season. <laughs> Okay, guys, we've been going at this for a very long time now. I think yes. it's time to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to thank you, first of all, Liam, for coming onto the podcast oh, today. Thank you. Really appreciate thank you that. For finally, watching Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> my pleasure, sir. What's for next? The we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and just yeah, I, I just got to say, like, getting to the end of this now, we've done six podcasts about this show, mm. having not just been able to watch the entire thing, but like examine it. I'm I know, it's a weird feeling at the end of it. I'm kind of sad that Breaking Bad's going to go away now because yeah. it's been a pretty big deal to me now to to look at it so closely it's and to taken up so much of like my mental space yeah. for like well like over a month. How many months have we been doing this? Yeah, we it, it it's at least a month and a half, two months approximately. Yeah, six episodes, months. right? Yeah, so... it's approximately two months. By the time we've recorded them and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. So that means it's a you... lot of time mm. to be delving into the show and like and like not passively viewing things, which is how I generally do it, but like really delving into it. That's a lot. <laughs> I am I'm in a weird place, bittersweet feeling at the moment. Find but... a more uh, light show to do next, maybe. <laughs> yes. uh, oh no, no, we didn't. <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting that one. Anyway, moving on. If you would like to contact us, you can do so on Facebook by searching for Hunting Seasons. You can contact us on Twitter at HuntingSCast or HuntingsCast. You can email us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank, of course, Sean Kirkpatrick for developing or designing our lovely logo and graphics. You can find his work at SeanKirkpatrickDesigns.PortfolioBox.net and also thank Jordan Calavis who wrote and performs our fantastic theme song. You can find him www.soundcloud.com slash classic jrex or that's classic j-r-e-x you can find myself Broderick Gordis at B Gordis on Twitter Damask Maskymoo M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O and Liam where can people find you? Oh this is going to be surprising at L Gordis <laughs> we weren't very original with that just also just while you're here quickly we didn't really explain we explained that you're my brother you did mention that you're someone who's creating film and television just explain what it is you do a little bit as well Right, so I'm uh I make film, TV, web series. Yeah, basically that's filmmaker. What You're... you really sprung that on me just then. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> trying to give you a chance to journalism. Promote yourself for a second. Oh, I have a com- We we have a company called Not Half Bad, mm-hmm. which is a production company. Um, for how many years now we've been we've been making and creating our own since we were our teenagers. own content. Uh, TV web TV shows, web series, music videos. Promo, promo videos. Promo videos, social media. If you want to find any of that stuff or you want to hire me, uh, <laughs> nothalfbad.net. Uh, we're Australian. Uh, we're in Melbourne. Melbourne-based. That doesn't mean you can't do stuff. 
interstate or international? No, Melbourne only. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, CBD specifically. So uh, meet me at a bar no there. No further than Brunswick, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so next week, well, actually, let's talk about what we're going to do now that Breaking Bad's over. In a couple of weeks, we will come back with the next show, the second show in our must-watch category. What's that going to be, Damask? It will be, drumroll please, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, which is going to be interesting, which is only two seasons long, which is going to be interesting and is going to set us up, hopefully, to explore this when season three comes out later in the year. So that's going to be really fun for us to do. What do you know about Twin Peaks? It's weird. Yeah, that's sort of that's what about I've got. all I know. David Lynch. David right? Lynch. David Lynch. Have you watched it, Liam? No, I'm going to watch this while you guys watch this and listen to the podcast. Oh, that's be great. What a great it's idea. Interesting. I don't know how many episodes there are. I know there's two seasons. I was it cancelled or was it just did I they just it wrapped it up? Or? Well, it was originally. It was something old, right? Was there a movie or was there a TV show years ago? This is stuff we're going to find out between <laughs> now and then. All I know is that it's like well, really well regarded. It gets Isn't referenced it a, a lot. It's about a girl that like in, what, like winds up it's dead a, or it's something. It's a murder mystery, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they like find her dead body. I don't know. See, it's weird. We don't know anything don't about know it anything. except Fantastic. that lots of people love this show and are really looking forward to it coming back yeah. in seat. Well, are excited slash apprehensive about it returning for season three. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. A bit of a change of pace. Um, I think it's going to be pretty different tonally from Breaking Bad in a lot of ways, so that'll be good too. But next week, we're going to be back. Uh, we've moved on from Avatar, which was a rewatch. This time around, we're doing a currently airing television show. We're going to be discussing season one <gasps> of... Can I, can I say? Go for it. Is it Westworld? It is Westworld. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Watch this. <laughs> this is another show that you, I've been telling you. You just recently I watched. just recently watched it and... Big fan? Big fan. Big fan? Big fan. One of the greats? One of my favourite... Well, I mean, it's only been one, one, one season, season, but this first season, I had no trouble getting into the show. I didn't get six episodes in and go, uh, I'll good, go yeah, back right. and rewatch it again. <laughs> uh, but like the... I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the climax... Everyone dies. The climax of this first season is one of the best in TV that I've seen. And I can see why there's such a big following to it, to it. reaction to it now and why HBO is going to make this a new Game of Thrones. Can I ask you, when you were watching... So you watched it all pretty closely. I watched it again. I watched it in like two days. Did Had you been spoiled on anything about Nothing. it? Nothing. Okay, interesting. I knew the premise that it was... Uh, bu- 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 Let's just keep it a secret. That it's a West world. <laughs> a world of West. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I knew the premise of the show and I didn't know where it went or what happens in it. Or So you weren't, were you, were you watching it with anyone? Were you discussing it? I watched it by or? myself and then I made everyone in my house watch it and all of my friends watch it. And now we're all talking about it. Interesting. Okay, cool. Because yeah, we, we might, we'll, I think we discussed this last time, but we yeah. may try and watch this a little bit differently. Damascus is going to watch it without any sort of supportive material whatsoever. And I'm going to watch it while listening along to a podcast that's dedicated to Westworld because it's one of those things where we can't recreate this scenario where people are watching this week by week. We're trying to watch it inside a week. But a lot of what people were enjoying about the show, from what I understand, is the ongoing discussion, much like when Lost was on the air, the week-to-week water cooler talk. And so I'm going to try and recreate that by listening to a podcast that's doing that as I go along. It's called, if anyone else wants to listen along with this as well, it's called Decoding Westworld. David Chan and Joanna Robinson are the hosts. They've done 
previous podcast that I love, specifically Game of Thrones podcasts. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try and do that. I don't think I'll be able to keep up with it 100% because otherwise it's going to double the amount of time yeah. I spend on this. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. I may fail to do that anyway due to time constraints, but we will see. All right. That's it. Oh, this has been a freaking marathon of an episode. Thank you if you're still listening. We appreciate it. I feel like this show deserved to have... We needed to I really so, get through yeah. the crux of this, though, so I'm not too sad about that. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time when we're discussing Westworld. Bye for now. Bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.